have you guys ever gotten to really experience a real life sitcom moment where you've seen the like the the writing before, like you've seen the bit play out, but seeing it in real life, you're like, oh, so this is based on something. Amber and I went to a, there was like a fair thing here in town where they had like a bunch of bands and they had food and they had a few of those little like, you know, I don't know how they make these work, but they have like little like, hey, our businesses, raffles, stuff. I don't know exactly like what the idea of it is. Like people are enjoying the the carnival and the food and stuff. Maybe they want to sign up for a vacation or a timeshare or something. So Amber and I are walking around this, this thing and there's a guy, I think he works for like a bank and he has like a big raffle thing that he's auctioning off. And I'm curious, I'm like, what is this guy ra- like raffling off? There's a guy next to him selling, um, it's like, it's called the like treetop experience where it's basically like you go little zip line kind of thing. There's another one that's mm-hmm. like a car that's a raffle. This dude, and I'm not making this up. He has a basket of hubba bubba gum, like the individually wrapped hubba bubba gum. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, that's the little thing he's giving away for signing up. No, that's the prize for the whole thing. He's sitting next to a dude who's selling cars or giving away for a free car. He's giving away, admittedly, a big basket of hubba bubba gum. And it reminded me so bad of the office bit where uh, when they're doing the job fair thing and they're having like all those other businesses and stuff are doing like really cool prizes. And Michael's like, oh, I got a sheet of paper. It's like, dude, mm-hmm. you thought and I felt really, really bad for the guy. Because he had his like head on his like resting on his uh, on his hand on the desk like I'm aware this sucks no one's gonna sign up for this crap <laughs> couldn't even tell you what it was like what he was selling it takes more time to sign up than to just go buy a damn bubba bubba yeah like it wasn't even like cra- <laughs> if you're going the route of candy make it candy <laughs> but it was gum like a shit ton, and it was a magic the, shit ton of candy not a yeah. bucket and it's the if rock I can quantify candy. it it's too little exactly it's the rock yeah and you candy imagine chewing bubba. <laughs> Can you imagine chewing that? It's going to last like 12 seconds, that whole thing. It's be out of flavor. I felt I did, really bad. I just respect you for being like, I mean, granted, it was a big, <laughs> a big barrel of gum. Like, I don't want to like, <laughs> miss sell it as if he had, oh, he had like a, a palm full of gum. Like, right. Oh, he just panicked, realized he had nothing, pulled it out of his bag. He came, which I'm, I don't know if that makes it worse because the amount of gum that was there meant he brought that amount of gum intentionally. <laughs> And I almost like this think, was this yeah. was his plan the whole time. He's right. Like, oh, exactly. He never crossed his mind. People are gonna he showed up in the morning, he had a bag full of them still in the wrappers. So yeah. there, yeah. Every single one and putting every single piece <laughs> in the basket. And he's like, you know what? All the work I'm putting into this, somebody better win this shit. <laughs> now the the important the important question here that we've glossed over is what flavor was the gum? Was it standard? I want to say it was just bare bones standard. It was, it was, see, see that you're just that. you're fighting a losing battle right there. Exactly. It wasn't even like the delicious cotton candy flavor. Do you guys remember right. LeBron had a lemonade flavor? And it was LeBron. it was incredible. He did. LeBron it was James, great. dude. Okay. It was incredible. God bless that. I want to bring that back. How's it going, everybody? Uh-huh. Welcome to John and Geeks episode 98. I'm AJ with me, of course, is Mr. Hit Point Heath. What's up? My tempo is thrown off because we have no big disc energy, Darren. Instead, we've got <laughs> reoccurring guest Ryan from I'd Like a Refund. How you doing, my dude? I'm here. Welcome back to me on the show. The real show. <laughs> and of course, also, we have our designated MCU correspondent. We've got Eugene, a.k.a. Lord Bobasaurus. What's going on, my dude? Seriously, that really hits different. This is the first time I'm hearing that name. Like, Said you in like public. that? It's great. Yeah. It's a good yeah. sound. 
It's very legally distinct and doesn't, nothing feels more comfortable than not being sued. Exactly. I must, I must have, man, I must have messaged like 22, not message, but people would hit me up. At least 22 people. They're like, why'd you change it? Why'd you change it? I was like, like, there's a very powerful, there's a very powerful mouse who's trying to take a poor man's everything. So. Exactly. <laughs> we don't play those games. I was like, I'm not risking it. Not risking it. You're not brave for fighting the mouse. That's stupid. You can exactly <laughs> name your You get out of the way. Need. Just get out of the way. He just looked at me. I was like, all right, I quit. I quit. (laughs) Yeah. That's a coward. That's a tactical retreat. And I appreciate it. I I love it. So no Darren this week. Uh, Life happens sometimes. But I said, screw you. We got to make we got to pave our way to GG 100 like we were supposed to. And so that's why I called in the the uh, the support team. And I'll also be 100 percent honest. I asked both of you at the same time thinking one of them will say no. You both said yes within two minutes of each other. It's like, screw it. Four man. (laughs) There you go. I'm very excited for this. Thank you guys so much. So I got to do Darren's job as I'm speaking out loud here. So I'm trying my best to, uh, well, here we go. This is perfect. Uh, This is the Darren day. It's August 10th at the time of recording, AKA national lazy day. So good on you, Darren. There you go. You're celebrating (laughs) the day. Darren takes his day of the week very seriously. (laughs) What is your guys go to laziness? Like bit like you have, like for us, Heath and I, we have kids. So like in this scenario, no kids, you Oh, dude. What is like from let's I don't want to jump the gun. When are you waking up? Ooh, that's a good question. Lazy day. Oh. No responsibilities. There you go. I, yeah. feel, I feel like the laziest answer is not to put a time on it. I just wake oh, yeah. up whenever I get up. Like, <laughs> I don't. The question yeah, is like, you yeah, it's like, <laughs> I'm going to uh, agree just, with Ryan. That was a good yeah. answer. Very you good. Just answer, ro- Ryan. You roll over at one point and you're just like, huh. All right. This works. Yeah. You wake up a few times like, not yet. And yeah. you just go no, right I'm, back and. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. You wake up, it's like Futurama. Everything's different. Yeah. You sit yeah. up that long. <laughs> hair's longer and stuff. I'm about that. I had a minor lazy day where I got, it was the way weekend I had with, with Heath. We got to go see Steve-O and stuff. And I literally, the night before, this is how prepared I was. I was medically preparing myself for a lazy day. I took a sleep aid the night before where I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to wake up when my body is prepared to wake up because this is a rare opportunity <laughs> for me to sleep in and get my get my energy back from two years of not sleeping the appropriate amount. Uh, I guess. Uh, oh, here's the national. Oh, there's little factoids on here too. Nationally, see, look how much better I am at this than Darren. Uh, question: <laughs> Do lazy people live longer? Answer: Possibly. A 2018 study by the Royal Society of Biological Science suggests that being lazy can help you live longer. So there you go. Be lazy to, to what degree? Like if you're just. Vegging out, dick yeah. out, watching TV every day. I'm pretty sure <laughs> well, you're going to die a lot quicker than me. Well, a massive factor in that is like there's so many dangers outside of the comfort of your own oh, home that if you just stay home, you're less likely to be in any that of those dangers. Sense. You're only a danger to yourself when right. you're home. Exactly. You're your own downfall here. This guy's dropping logic right here. I like this guy. It's you got to listen to that big like brain refund, man. Yeah. He's, the, he's yeah. the voice of reason on that show. Somebody uh, has to be. <laughs> It is also <laughs> national. Okay, yeah, National S'mores Day. God bless s'mores, dude. Dude, when, when's the last time y'all had a s'more? Ooh. Shit, a like a fake years, one yesterday. Probably. What do you mean a fake one? <laughs> I had one of those like you know those marshmallows that are already pre-stuffed he, with chocolate. He uses like he uses like Ritz crackers <laughs> instead of graham yeah, crackers. Like I just use what I had in the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that the one you were talking about? When we were at Walmart and you were like, dude, these are fire, and it was a yes, marshmallow exactly. with chocolate in it. Okay, it's a marshmallow that already has like. Freaking chocolate inside of it. It's incredible. Like stuffed. I just had that and graham cracker on the side and kind of just, you know. That's not. At the same time. That's not a s'more though. That's just graham cracker with a marshmallow. It's like. It's it's not. 
At this yeah, well, first, yeah, s'more needs to be hot. Like, come on. That is true. That's kind of the minimum requirement is that it's warm. What's yeah. the what's that thing called that rich people do? It's like a dissected or like what's that called when they have like a food? Oh, this is a blank deconstructed. Deacon, there you go. Yeah. Deconstructed yeah. Yeah. There you go. You're just high class. <laughs> That's it, dude. What are some That's of these? Shit. Try. Oh, okay. So these are uh, there are two today. Many variations of the original s'more find their way around a campfire. Try spreading peanut butter on the graham cracker bef- before no. adding the other ingredients. This is I'm heresy. Not- yeah, I'm a little on board for trying it. See, this is the no, part where peanut I need butter is, on the peanut show. Butter is fa- peanut butter is fantastic. <laughs> it's like a top five food item. It goes good with so many things. Mm-hmm. A s'more is three ingredients and nothing else. That's it. <laughs> it's I a like entirely different thing. S'more with the Reese's peanut butter cup, and that shit is delicious. That's different. There's still the chocolate Ooh. element with that. If you're do- if you're <laughs> doing me. peanut the butter that- with it, it's different. But if you replace something with something else, we're out. I'm done. The way oh the peanut Lord. butter cup melts and the and because you know it's, it's, great. it's two different textures, you know the, the peanut yes. butter, the, mm-hmm. the artificial peanut butter. Well, hold on, the artificial <laughs> artificial peanut butter is a little bit denser than the chocolate that's surrounding it. There so you when you yeah. do it just right, you know the marshmallow has a nice brown crispiness. Not where it's burnt, but damn near burnt. You know what I'd I mean? like to. Uh, I'd like to know how Hershey was the Hershey company was the one to like get in on this. Like the Hershey bar is the standard chocolate for a s'more. Like who? I, they how knew, did that happen? Dude. I think they knew about this, the packaging. They have those perfect packages where it's like six or nine squares, bars, yeah. like whole bars yeah. in a in a package, and then it's they're like this is like three dollars. Here you go, and that's. I just yeah. I just imagine somebody at Almond Joy in like the 1960s <laughs> yeah. see that and they're like, "Fuck, yeah. god damn it!" <laughs> it's like one of those things where the dude was like, he was always like, "This made it to my." desk initially and i'm like no one's gonna yeah. want to eat that crap episode of family guy Which where one? they're talking about how the peanut butter cup was yes made. oh yeah. yes <laughs> that is funny. the funniest shit <laughs> yeah the, the officer re-shows up he got chocolate <laughs> in my peanut butter he got my chocolate taste oh. he shoots both of them yeah he does <laughs> <laughs> so as you were doing that i was trying to be a good host and prepare like, okay what other days am i going to segue to and I misread this one, and it said Uh-oh. Orange Awareness Day. I'm like, Orange Awareness? Is there something <laughs> that we should be? And uh, I didn't read it all the way. Agent Orange? Agent Orange Awareness. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's dark. Yeah, oh that's God. not great. Uh, yeah, early nom and stuff, you know? Uh, clear, thick foliage. from uh, Americans used to use the herbicide in Vietnam to clear thick foliage from the battleground to eliminate the enemy's protective ground cover. Those exposed to the chemicals suffer a wide range of negative medical effects, including, and then I can scroll on and on and on and on, but basically, it turns out if you inhale insecticide, it's not great for you. So, there you go. There's your awareness for Agent Orange. Damn. Yeah, bad well, time. All right, then. <laughs> and then I'll pick it up for this last one just because I'm curious about what this even means. Maybe you can help me out there, Heath. National Shapewear Day. Shapewear, as in like tights, like spats, uh, and The day recognizes what has been a longstanding, important, and at times essential article of clothing building confidence in employees for centuries. Oh, I think it's okay. like... It's like leggings and yeah, it's shapewear. Yeah, it's it's like basically a, it's like, thin clothes. It's clothing that just is form fitting, I would imagine. And so that I say, case. God so bless. So a girdle. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I think this is basically right showing you. your true form, if you will. Mm-hmm. I think like, that you know. That kind of sounds the opposite. It sounds like masking your true form. <laughs> no, it's like what is shapewear usually, uh, shapewear usually made of? Uh, usually nylon or spandex. So, yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. It tucks it all in, keeps it all nice and tight. In a way, I guess, sure. But it's like, when I think of it, I think of more of the whole like, it's the revealing part, you know, the, 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 the bravery part, if you will, for some of us, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> where it's like, I never want, like, I've had people ask before, like, Oh, what weight 
do you want to be? Now, I always give the vague, like, oh, healthy, this, this, and that. I never want to be thought of as brave for wearing clothes. <laughs> <laughs> my wife and I That's went to the metric. beach a couple, like a month or so ago and I never wanted like as I was there I looked around and I'm like I don't want anyone thinking good for him when I take off my shirt and stuff <laughs> so that's my general gauge of health right there <laughs> it was hard to fit on a doctor's chart <laughs> alright enough of that crap Heath how's your week dude it's been great but super busy man uh, a lot of our weeks are going to cross over I'm sure because our whole weekend and past even before that a little bit, was spending time together in Wishaw Falls, oh, having yeah. a great time. Uh, hanging out, watching Prey, interviewing Maniac Mansion, uh, Marcus McGee. Woo, yeah, that was and fun. And we watched Bullet Train. Yes, that was did. great. Uh, outside of that, man, just came back home, watched the boys, and took care of my kids, and that's really it, man. All right. Uh, let's go, Eugene. How was your week, man? And I say week is in this is what we call it. You lie. I don't care. How was your, how was your week? <laughs> No, actually, it's been super busy. Um, you know, like, honestly, I've been doing a lot more, like, commissions and projects, like, more than I could, I guess you could say that I could uh, fit appropriately, like, you know, especially with, like, your day life, you know <laughs> what I mean? You, like, man. working day job and all that shit. But, man, it's, you would think it was just doing one little thing, but, man, it's exhausting. <laughs> you know what I'm I mean? Sure. Jim, sure. Like the artist, the artist muscle gets, gets exhausted. Absolutely. You know I mean? <laughs> well, you've yeah. been, you've yeah. been releasing some really dope stuff, dude. Like, it's been, it's been incredible. Like, I really like, Cause I'm always like looking forward to, Oh man, what weeb version of whatever is he going to post next? But like, you've been actually doing more, I feel like original type pieces. Like they're not necessarily like, Oh, there's Deadpool. There's blank. Like you have, mm -hmm. let's see, I'm just going through your thing right now. Like you just, this is like, it looks like a D and D type character. Like it's just a, yeah. Like a Viking. A, and I've been on this like, like high fantasy kick. That's really and cool. I'm just like, yeah. And then as I scroll a little further, yeah. I see a xenomorph. So, you know, only last like yeah, three, you know, three <laughs> pictures. <laughs> but regardless, so that's really, really cool. So have you, been able, have you been able to like watch anything that's been dropping? You know, there's a thousand yeah, different watch things Prey. streamed. Nice. Which definitely watch Prey. No joke. Just before uh, I got online, I finished all the I Am Groot episodes. Because that, that's on now. We're definitely going to be talking yeah. about that. We're definitely going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Definitely got to talk about that. Um, trying to think what else I watch. Um, I'm a little bummed because I'm trying to catch up on Primal season two because I've been waiting a long uh, time. Okay, yeah, on HBO. And yeah, and I, I know it's out, so I just got, I got to catch up with it. You know what I mean? Because uh, Genny Tarkovsky, love that dude. Oh yeah, Just awesome stuff. All right, and but yeah, that's that's been me. Go, <laughs> Ryan. How was your week? Uh, it's been fairly mellow for my usual week. Uh, I'm getting ready to start up on a. They called it like a, for lack of a better term, a voiceover boot camp. Nice. out here oh so trying cool. to ex expand my repertoire a little bit out here um got the keep, keep the hustle going as Res i like to yeah, say respect um other than that and like leisurely like i went to the theater today and or not today this past week and decided i didn't want to give bullet train my money <laughs> opening weekend because they spoiled the whole movie in the trailers i was like Boy, you know what you know Dude, what for real like I've set like a new precedence with myself where like if you show me in your trailers more than I want to see, I'll just go some other time. I'm not going to go mm -hmm. out of my way to go watch this. So That's I instead, fair. I instead went to go see A24's new film that hasn't gone wide yet. Bodies, bodies, bodies. I'm seeing it this nice. weekend. Yeah, that was a, that was a hell of a time. Really? Uh, it was w way better than I thought it was going to be. Like you think it's going to be like. You think it's going to be like a super cringy, like Gen Z movie. And it's it just definitely not, does. Yeah, it's just not yeah. that. that like it has it has tones to it, but like you still have a good time. Um, so I saw that. Other than that, I've just kind of been 
hanging around here. I've been, pl- I'd listened to your guys' most recent episode where you talked about multiverses for like 45 minutes and I've just been playing <laughs> that a lot. Dude, nice. that, yeah. that conversation has been discussed further in person and also other podcasts have been weighing in on their thoughts. And it's hilarious because it seems like most people are a complete mixture of Heath and I. So those who didn't listen, uh, go back and listen better. Basically, it's like, I love the game beyond like reason. And then Heath is like, eh. <laughs> And so that leads naturally. That means that we have to be on that's opposing sides. It doesn't mean them's, that we both them's fighting's we, we can't just like mm-hmm. the game differently. That means I like it and he hates it. And so yeah, we to go of in course. Uh, yeah, I know AJ. I've, you and I have seen each other on there playing like at separate times. Haven't played together, but um, if I just could, just very quickly Please. weigh in on uh, this argument that you Please had do. recently. By all means, man. Um, you are you both are very much missing a key element in your arguments, and I would like to just step in here a little Please. bit. Um, I agree with AJ in the sense that I think this game is much more fluid than Smash Bros. Okay. I think the gameplay goes so much faster. Like you can get a two on two, like two on two. I guess it's technically an eight stock match, like a two on two, eight stock match. And you can get it done in two minutes with how fast the game goes. If you know, if you're playing with a good group of people and that just gets more repetition with a game like that, um, you're allowed to, uh, you're allowed to just earn more and more and more faster. Cause that's the whole premise of the game is you're earning things. Unless you're some people, Mr. Moneybags up there. Who's like, I could drop $40 on this beta. That's no problem. $40. I didn't drop a thousand. $40 is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. You could buy a whole. You could, you could buy a whole another game for forty dollars. True. Um, I can buy that. So kitty I, I, game. Yeah. I agree. I agree with you that it's a. Uh, you could get the kitty game. That's right. I agree with you that it is much more fluid. Um, one thing I will not agree with you on is that I don't think this is comparable to Smash Brothers in a grand scheme of things. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the game, Smash Bros has been in the lexicon of video game culture for we're probably what going coming up on twenty years now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's just, if not more, when did the 64 one come out? Oh, uh, God. I think I was like nine or eight. Yeah. So, nine, so, so. And we're old, man. 20 yeah. years isn't what 20 years so, used to so be. So it's, it's been a, it's game's been around for a long time. So yeah. let's maybe like wait for it to get out of the beta before we're saying like, this is like the smash killer. Like, let's just, let's just wait. Cause I remember, a co- I remember a couple months ago that Nickelodeon fighting game came out and everybody was like, oh, this is going to be the next thing to come to Evo. And we're just going to be the most popular game ever. And then mm-hmm. Evo rolls around. And I don't even think they were invited. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Evo was still dead at the time. Yeah. Yeah, so like I think we got to pump the brakes there a little bit. But with Heath, I just don't understand how you could find this game not that interesting. Like, I, like I know like you didn't verbatim say not interesting, but in terms yeah. of like not enjoyable, maybe more so. Like, it's so much fun. And like the thing that gets me the most excited, and this is where I'm going to bash Nintendo a little bit, even though I don't <laughs> really want to. As much as I love Nintendo, what you have to work with in a in a scheme of like roster is limited like there's not a lot to play with warner brothers owns a lot of stuff (laughs) yeah that's why it's it's deceptive the entire crowd is fair game it's deceptive how much so like i think a game like this where like there's so much for you to do and you don't even have like if you're someone like me who hasn't spent any actual money on it except to buy the pre-game battle pass you have so much to do to actually be like a completionist style gamer where like there's just there's a bevy of things coming and even more things that are like not even announced yet. There's so much data mine and leak stuff that's along coming mm-hmm. along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I just think this game deserves the attention that it's getting right now. Like I definitely, I think I saw a statistic yesterday, like yesterday, like between all consoles, it had like over 10 million players live at one time. It's like that. It's insane. Entirely like a fighting game that so far that's ever come out. And it's, it's got, it's got like elements of different types of fighting games. Like it's your standard platform fighter, but like the best two out of three, I think is the best thing this game could have ever done. Or like Mm -hmm. quality of life stuff, dude. Yeah, and then the the two on two being their main focus was also like just genius. Like it it separates it from every other platform fi- fighter because otherwise you're just gonna end up like PlayStation Battle Royale and then nobody's having a good time. Yeah, right. Um, I think you're so, right. Yeah, you're, yeah. To I be think you both, both yeah. make great points. <laughs> to be hundred percent. Who are the characters clear, in this game? Uh, a lot right now. Uh, there's like 16, 15, 16, but seventeen. We're so, at seventeen. Okay. Uh, is that including yeah. Rick and Morty dropping whenever? No, no. We'd get to nineteen with those okay. two, but they are confirmed. So um, right now you've got uh, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn, Shaggy, mm-hmm. Rain Dog, Steven huh. Universe. What's that robot beatbox chick? What's her name? I don't know, man. Oh, Garnet. Sure, Garnet. That's it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Adventure Time dudes like the Finn, Finn and Finn and Jake. Uh, and Jake. Cool. cool. You got Tom and Jerry, Bugs Bunny. Taz, yeah. Tasmanian Devil, uh, Iron Giant, can't, how dare I? LeBron. Le- LeBron, yeah, LeBron James, baby. <laughs> oh, shit. I think yeah. that's all. Yeah. Did I miss one? I think that was Did it. you say Arya Stark? Did you say no, that No, Arya Stark, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, wow. that's great. And then yeah. Rick and Morty are separate. I Who would have thought that? I thought they were going to be like a, I thought they were going to be yeah, a duo. Yeah, for sure. The separate well, characters. There's so, there's so many characters that they could do d- duos with that mm-hmm. like you just can't, you can't do with everybody because then yeah. it's like, well, what's the point? Like do, why mm-hmm. make it a two on two when it's really like five on two with all the duo <laughs> and trio characters? I but to be yeah. 100% clear, yeah, after, in the moment, you know, you know what it's like, you know, you podcast, sometimes you, t- Absolutely. you, have, you have a take and you're like, let's just, dive into this and let's just commit let's put it all let's die on this hill uh, yeah i've done it here yeah after, <laughs> afterwards i'm like well the game is still in beta yeah, and it hasn't yeah. been out for x amount of years smash has how many sequels and actually i think it still holds the longest fanfic mm-hmm. ever like the the, the fanfic for <laughs> smash bros like there's a legit yeah. communal i don't know if it's communal one or whatever but it's been going on for for a minute uh mm-hmm. at present state the way i was in my head and i just didn't articulate it Present state multiverses versus present state Smash Ultimate. I prefer uh, multiverses personally. I'm not saying it's the better polished game or anything, but mechanically, I I get more use out of all this stuff. I couldn't care less about that adventure side quest thing that Smash Bros. tried to add. God bless them for trying. I I played it for like an hour once, then I never picked it back up again. The mini games aren't what they used to be on Smash, so like the home run derby and all that stuff just not doesn't hit as well. The online is a joke the player yeah. like there's oh it's got a ton of great characters it, they do god bless them a lot of them are shadow characters i'm tired of all the sword characters that are popping in and out you know how many times how many different uh dragon or whatever fire emblem characters are we going to get i have more critique i feel like with with smash than and it is because i my expectations of what they typically put out not to say that i and also to make clear not to say i don't like smash i love smash i just love multiverses more at present state. So if it goes just, if it stays where it's at quality wise, yeah. I can't imagine where it's going to end up. And I imagine it's going to get better after the beta. Yeah. Let's see how season one goes. It's supposed yeah. to drop in a in like hopefully a week or so. So we'll see. see what happens. And actually, while we're still talking about that, I'll plug, we are me, us, the genre geeks and the gaming duo podcast are putting a duos tournament on. We're still workshopping logistical stuff. So we're going to get it done soon. But right now, basically we're just taking names. So if you're a podcast listening to this and you want to participate in the duos tournament, 
uh, check the link in the show notes because there's a registration. It's going to be $10 buy-in and that's going 100% towards the prize, which is TBA. But I'm playing with a really, really cool one. I just hope enough people sign up so that I can, I can pay for it. I think people <laughs> are going to like it. All right. Who are you manning right now out of curiosity, Ryan? Uh, great question. Um, I, I like to just balance out and try everybody sure. uh, just to like unlock everything. But if I had to pick somebody that I would say like is my strongest character, it's probably Steven Universe. I've been, he's been becoming That's my ages. secondary yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah great, it's funny dude. enough. I didn't know anything about that show before the game came out, but like mm -hmm. I had a bunch of friends that after it came out, they're like, oh, you would really like it. You should watch the show. So I was like, you know what? I have nothing currently on my docket to watch right now that's like a binge watch. Everything is weekly. So I'll give this a shot. And then I watched it all in six days. <laughs> what, uh, what service are you watching it on? Or did you watch it? It was on? on HBO Max. I will be watching that too. I've been hearing nothing but it great was, things about that show. Oh my God, dude. We could talk about it some other time, you and right. I, but that show is just unbelievable, especially awesome. like for like for like modern-ish day Cartoon Network where there's mm -hmm. a lot of flack on their stuff. They, they knock it out of the park with that show. Dang, I will check it out then for sure. All right, so I think naturally, well, let's keep talking about cartoons. This is going to be a little different in terms of structure this episode, listener, because not a lot of news this week, and so we're probably going to be divvying up our talk between Prey, uh, I Am Groot, and a little bit of the news, but we'll we'll see where we end up. Uh, Eugene, you said you watched Groot. Did uh, Ryan and Heath, did you also watch I Am Groot? There was like four or five episodes. I did not, not yet. Say five episodes, yeah. Five? Okay. Yeah, not yet. It's hard to spoil. We like it's yeah. really hard. It's not a spoiler type thing. It's five minute shorts. Like there's if you have yeah. twenty five minutes to kill. What so they dropped all they dropped all of them in one day. Just, yeah. Uh, yeah. So they're done. And okay. kind of annoying yeah. too. They didn't even drop them in like a season. So you just have to hunt and peck. Like suggested viewing. Go find the next time group. Weird. Like it's I, not just like it doesn't. I like think they. Up. I think they. They did it so that they could slot them in the appropriate timeline spots. Is what I had heard them uh. say. Like, like if you go to like the Marvel tab on Disney Plus, it's like Phase One, Phase Two, Phase Three. Like they slot them in in their appropriate time periods. That's interesting. Fine. Logistically, yeah, I just yeah. would have liked it in a in a season thing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, me being me, you know, like in my hobby and stuff like that, I watch every episode. I was like. Disney's going to make so much damn money off of toys with this shit. Oh, for sure. And they're banking on Groot, dude. Groot. So yeah. Like, I love it. They pretty much. Clear. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you're right. Like, yeah. I, I, no, I don't, don't want to say anything. I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> Disney, <laughs> Disney shorts are outstanding. Like yeah, they're yeah. little, like I love the, the up one, the dog. Oh, I forgot. Not dog, yeah. dog days. Doug, Doug dog days. days. Is that, Doug is that days. the name of the, yeah. the, the, the shorts they do? It was dog yeah. days. Yeah. Outstanding. Incredible. In fact, yes. like I really loved it. Uh, this is right up there with it where it's yeah it's yeah. it's like five minutes so it's shorter but it's so it's so cute like it's really yeah. cute really <laughs> it's, funny it's better it. than i anticipated it's, it's got an edge shit. of darkness to it that i yeah i enjoy and like <laughs> true just true. from a from a because you look at these and i like i was watching with my wife and she's like that was it i'm like it's a five minute short and i'm like that probably took three years to make <laughs> like it, it yeah. takes forever <laughs> they're beautiful they all look outstanding yeah. i was actually shocked how good they all looked and uh, yeah, I mean, that's you described it best, AJ, yeah. the way you said it, how oh, it's a little like edge it, of darkness cute, to it, cute. And it has it. Yeah, it has this very moments of darkness. I felt like every episode had a moment where like my jaw dropped. I was like, no way. I love it. It's really yeah. it, it is really good. It's, it's good. Worth your time. It was good. Watch it with your kids. Watch it. I'm, I enjoyed it by myself. It's really, really good. Um, I mean, I guess now that can kind of more or less lead us into do we want to talk pray right now or yeah, sure. We'll start talking uh, pray a tiny bit. So Heath and I got had the rare opportunity to actually watch a movie together in the same room. That's a unheard of thing. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, 
and so we got to watch uh, we got to watch Prey. And actually, real quick, I guess before we talk Prey, because we're not going to talk too much at all about this other movie that I feel like would make a little bit more sense to talk about right now. You and I also watched Bullet Train. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Eugene, you, have you seen it yet? I, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, but Ryan, you can talk about it. Ryan it's cool. did not. Well, we're not going to spoil it just because no. that's not cool. Oh, the the trailer already did it. So. Yeah, you, there's it's nothing else to say. <laughs> I will say. Yeah. Hey, Ryan, plot twist. It's actually backwards. Yes. Oh, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like Memento. Yeah. They start when they get off the train. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shame on the trailer. It's, it's really disappointing. And actually I'm kind of happy that I forgot certain parts of the trailer because then when things happen in the movie, I'm like, yeah. Oh yeah. I guess I should have, uh, like I'll admit the first five minutes of the film is the trailer. Literally Brad Pitt on the phone is the opening bit, like the dialogue for dialogue down to the flashback. And I'm like, dude, what is happening with this trailer? I and was scared at that point. I was what's like, weird oh is, no. And again, we're not going to spoil anything. It, But it feels like they could have definitely chopped up a better trailer for this. Oh, easily. I, I'll be honest. I really liked it. Like okay. really liked it. It felt like the way I described it to Heath when we walked out of the theater, it felt like Tarantino when Edgar Wright had a baby. It feels it had the snappiness uh, in the the editing and in the style of of Edgar Wright, but it had the cult film, you know, thing and the gore, blood and stuff of Tarantino. I was truly, I I guess, in character depth as well as of Tarantino, where you think of uh, appropriately enough, uh, Ryan, of you think of like the Hateful Eight, you have your cast and your cast gets way has way more depth than frankly you even want. But you end up, it ends up paying off uh, as you watch the movie because you're like, okay, so now I care about every single character now. Some like every single character more or less has some kind of redeeming quality to them that makes them interesting at the very least. So okay, I know you're. I'm on board with you in terms of like how dare you trailer wise, but you should definitely watch it if you get the chance. I, no. I really you sold okay. me on it. You sold me yeah. on it, dude. I'm, I'll go I'm gonna it. watch it. It's I definitely recommend it. Yeah, go ahead. Heath. I forgot like, it was a leech movie. No, yeah, see, I definitely right. recommend it. Like. Yeah, it wasn't like this fantastic film. I, I still wouldn't put it top five of the year for me. I know, AJ, you probably do. I will, yeah. Um, That's but fun. like the whole film, I was just smiling, laughing, had a great time. I don't feel like it's like a movie I'm going to like call back to like a year from now, two years from now. I'd be like, oh, remember that movie? But during the movie, I was like, this is a great popcorn flick. Like I'm having a great time. Actually, yeah, I would so encourage, that's actually a great way to put it. I actually would encourage you to watch, watch it in theaters. Watch it in theaters with a buddy who also enjoys that type of genre because watching it with Heath I think was the best experience for me yeah, Darren, sure. wouldn't, Darren wouldn't have gotten a kick out of it the way I did because there's parts where Heath and I were the only it, there wasn't a it wasn't a packed house by any means but there were moments where it was dead silent except for Heath and I just cackling to ourselves cackling. because we're like <laughs> it, this sets up like they're aware they're so aware it's what, what's a good parallel like without spoiling anything what's a good parallel in terms of like you're laughing at the I guess John Wick is kind of the the way I'm gonna make the compare compared to Darren. Eat your freaking heart out. Where, <laughs> Where's Darren at? <laughs> yeah, he's not here. It's like the first John Wick when like the dude gets the phone call, or whatever. Like I heard you smacked my son, and John Wick's like, or like whatever, like oh yeah, or John Wick is almost like yeah, he uh, stole John Wick's car, and dude's like, oh, oh. and like we're all <laughs> laughing at that because we're like we know the bit they're setting up here mm-hmm. and like how they just made this big bad kingpin gangster afraid like that type of laughing at the genre is what bullet train does. So definitely, it's definitely worth checking out. The marketing was such a poor misfire, but the movie itself, he called it as, as we're walking out again, I was riding the high. This has been a 2022. It was actually kind of, why not? We'll take a little bit of time. We'll talk about prey after the break. 
what's been some of your guys' favorite movies of the year thus far? Because right now, Mike, from top to bottom, sorry, I go, number one is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Number two is Nope. Number three is, I'll still say Top Gun. Number four, I might say, is Bullet Train. Wow. And then number five, I'm trying to pick out basically which horror movie I want to pick because these horror movies have been outstanding this year. I'm, I'm inclined to go... Uh, Probably X, maybe X or uh, Black Phone. I really can't decide which one between the between them. But anyone like this has been a big year of movies thus far. Any contenders? Pray. for uh, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. It. Sure. Pray. Praise. Praise. Pray really exceeded good. my expectations because I mean, you guys know, like I'm I'm really into Predator stuff like that. You know, I mean, yeah. you guys see all my photos and shit. I you know, and we'll talk about it after the break. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, we'll definitely we'll go we'll, we'll gush about Pray. Uh, I agree. I think yeah. Praise on my top five for this year too. Yeah. Nope, I agree with Nope. Nope yes. was outstanding. Holy shit. Yeah, I good. think I think the top three that you had, AJ, is gonna be a lot of people's top three to this point. Oh yeah. Like like I think uh I think if you don't have everything everywhere all at once, you probably haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't yeah. seen it yet. I still yeah. gotta watch it. Right. Like, <laughs> that's the only explanation. Because if I, yeah. you do if you do watch it, like it's like it, there's nothing like it. And it's just yeah. a spectacle of a film. Um and then nope. Nope is just beautiful. Like, yes, I know. Like the the discussion now is like, well, which of Peel's three films is the best one? Like, Mm -hmm. I think Get Out is still like the top tier, but Nope is like right there, kicking at the door. Mm -hmm. Like, oh yeah, it's right there. Um, yeah, Top Gun. Top Gun's the most fun I've had in the theater since like probably like Endgame. Tarantino agrees with you. He called. Yeah, he freaking loved it. And there were no feet shots in that movie, and he still like. <laughs> I gotta watch that so, too. I don't know how I'm learned. so behind, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, Top, Gun, there, yeah. Top Gun Take Maverick a is a great time. I really hope they don't make a second one because I don't have any. Yeah, that it would be yeah, good. I, agree. I agree. just let that let that let it breathe. Um, but yeah, those top three are undefeated. That's great. Yeah, that's. I really, really I great. really think Jordan Peele was pushing that. I'm gonna get my Akira movie made, and I'm gonna do it right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, uh, he he, he did that homage. He executed that homage yeah. so well. So well, and are we at it, the, you see, there's that little 20 second video of him, and they talk mm-hmm. about like, "Hey, you, about you it? nailed, yeah, yeah." yeah. He's, he's like, like "You nailed it." He's like, "Yeah, I, I did, did it, it, man. I did it." <laughs> is Jordan Peele? Is he at the level now where he can just do whatever he wants? I, I think, think so. He, I think so too. I yeah, he should be. Is three, the right three answer, consecutive yeah. movies? Yeah, he, yeah. Three consecutive great films. One, yeah, yeah once is a fluke. Second is like, all right, and then third is like, okay, no, he's. He's proven himself in terms of yeah. blind ticket buys across the yeah. board. I feel like I, I wonder if he's gonna stick with with horror Universal with oh. Universal for for probably number two, but like one is horror, yeah. two Universal because I feel like with Nope, it hmm. this was the line I think or uh, this was the most comedic I feel like of his other movies, which everyone always is like you're getting tinges of his you know comedic roots. I guess I hate to call it by his comedic roots. Mm-hmm. I really want him to do another genre. Kind of, uh, just to see him as a as a filmmaker, I just I want to see yeah. his originality, his vision done in different formats. But if he loves making horror, then by all means, uh, keep yeah. pumping him out. Keep we, we, Go ahead. we know what he we know that he knows what he's doing when it comes to comedy. Like yeah. we oh, don't yeah. like we don't have to. He doesn't have to prove himself in the comedic realm. But it would I agree with you. It would be very interesting to see him take on another genre. Absolutely. Me and AJ were joking that we should make like a complete like stupid fart comedy, and then us to be like, oh, that means you know racism and like try to put all these just stupid a giant middle finger movie, movie. Yeah. Where he's like, I made this with the intention of just you don't mm-hmm. know me you don't know what I'm gonna put out you know you right. think you figured out my style and stuff oh there's always deep metaphor and stuff like nope fart comedy a Farley Brothers <laughs> fart comedy and it's no deeper than that 
Dude, just imagine Universal right now that you have Christopher Nolan and Jordan Peele under your umbrella. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. like that's just they're not going to let them go for shit. Like, imagine, imagine having Christopher Nolan on retainer and letting him go. Couldn't imagine doing that. <laughs> whatever, stu- whatever studio did that. Couldn't imagine. How that. how <laughs> foolish! What buffoonery! Honestly, funny, it kind of balances themselves out too because you're like, oh, you know, Jordan Peele, he can make these incredible Oscar-winning movies for you know couple million you know not too much and then he's like but where's the rest of the budget oh nolan he took all he took the rest of the budget <laughs> <Yeah>. completely. <laughs> a billion dollars goes to him and then like yeah. tw- 12 to 15 million or 30 million goes to jordan peele mm-hmm. uh, travesty imagine yeah. what he could do with that kind of money seriously i, feel, I think we'll see it one day i think so i mean I if you, so, his movies are getting bigger and bigger look yes. how yeah. simple get out was it's in a house for like 90 percent of it yeah same the with scope, us. The, yeah. the scope at, is getting bigger each time. Yeah. Look at Nope. It's like, they were like, let's see. Hey, this guy's renting this house, this Airbnb, this Airbnb. Yeah. Well, God damn it. <laughs> for like $200 yeah. a day. <laughs> we can book it for the month and we spend like not even a fraction of our budget. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. All the budget went to the, went to the, the thing. CGI. And, yeah. The CG and Nope. Not like the, there's like three locations yeah. in it. It's perfect. So like five people. Yeah. So it, it's great. Uh, all right, so I think that's got us to the halfway point. So everyone, we're going to take a quick ad break, and then we'll be right back. We're going to talk pray and a little bit of news. Not a ton this week again, so stay tuned for that. This episode of the John Geeks Podcast is brought to you by Coffee and Capes. Are you a big nerd who also likes the dumb movies like us? You should also be drinking coffee then. So we got <laughs> some really cool stuff over the Coffee and Capes, guys. They're putting out some incredible coffee, whether it be whole bean, pre-ground, K-cup, if you're a coffee drinker on the go, and they have all kinds of really fun flavors between there. Uh, uh, Asgardian Roast, I think, maybe either out or running out. So hurry up because it's a limited roast. But there's One Punch Roast. There's The Trinity referring to, you know, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Speaking of multiverses earlier. We've got, uh, uh, what's it called? Expresso with a big old X as in Professor X. Like if they're, It's so cool between the comic books they sell and the illusions and nods they do. They have Harleen's Delight, which again, speaking of multiverses, where it's, it's the sweetest natural coffee I've ever had. It You can drink it black and it tastes like you poured syrup in your coffee. It's incredible. So if you want to go support an incredibly nerdy and awesome coffee company and you want to support us as genre geeks, go to Coffee and Caves, buy something and use a promo code genre geeks at checkout. That is genre geeks, no spaces, no caps, just genre geeks, save you 20% off your total order thank you coffee and capes and we're actually we're working on something here's a little teasing we're actually working on something a little bit cool with them and uh, i'll leave it at at that for now because we're still very much in the early production of it but thank you very much coffee and capes now on to the moment that we've been waiting for let's talk pray so eugene i know you're excited but i'm going to make you wait for just a second ryan (laughs) what was your expectation (laughs) going into pray um i had moderate expectations for pray um the biggest downfall, I think, of the Predator franchise is that there's there there are massive differences between all of them. But if you really like cut them down, every single one is like a bunch of army soldiers or mercenaries hunting and fighting the Predator. Like that's what yeah. they're that's what all of them are, and it's all like modern to the time period that the movie came out, typically. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the last Predator movie that came out in 2018 left such an awful taste in my mouth. Like that movie is bad still have yet to watch it i'm good it's it is bad like do not do not watch it um but when i first saw the trailer for this uh the premise was very interesting it was like oh we're like we're finally like breaking away from the standard predator film and we're going i believe the year was 1719 was the the year that this was set in i was like this is really cool 
Like, it's like, this is like Horizon Zero Dawn meets The Predator. Like, I'm very yeah. interested in this. Like, I would like to see this. Um, I was very bummed in one sense that it was a straight to Hulu release. Yeah. Um, more so after seeing it, was I bummed that exactly, that was the case? Yeah. Yep. Um, that deserved to be know, in theaters. 100%. Some of the slop we get in the theater and then this thing has to go to Hulu streaming, like, I don't even know how many people have Hulu. Hulu's one of those things where like <laughs> if you bought the bundle of Disney Plus, you have Hulu <laughs> and you still have you still have but you've never signed into it. Like you don't I was like, "Oh yeah, I do have this. I am paying for this." It's just a really it's it really was a bummer going into it and the not me specifically because I know there's good streaming movies out there, but a lot of people have that stigma of like, "Oh, it went straight to streaming. It must not be very good." Mm-hmm. Um and I think that hurts a film like this. But after seeing it, all of that goes away in my mind because the word of mouth has been exceptional for this film. Oh, that yeah. makes me very happy to see. Yeah. I've uh, heard no bad things from anybody. Like anybody no. who's seen it, like even people who, you know, you know, like people like us, we really look yeah. at it. We look at the filmmaking, we look at the the scenery, we look at everything, like, you know, camera angles and all that good stuff. Like, prime example, like my mom watched it and she was like, that was a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the I was landscape like, wow. like that's, yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, like, she incredible. was like, that was a beautiful movie. She was like, it was awesome. It was just cool hearing that from my mom. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I was like, hey, right. mom. What? I was like, if you're wondering what Prey is, I was like, that's the new Predator movie. She's like, okay, I'll check it out. And she sent me this text and she was just like, that was a beautiful movie. And she was like, the girl was awesome. <laughs> you know what I she mean? She was. So, yeah. Uh, it was incredible. We'll go. We'll keep it spoiler free for now. We will go spoiler uh, after we get our initial thoughts. But uh, I, <laughs> I, I kind of, I got to watch it with you, Heath. But what were your thoughts going into the, yeah, I mean, into the movie? It's fucking incredible. I mean, come on. The entire time we were hyped as if we were watching a wrestling match. We were all like, yeah, yeah like cheering for the, the screen, mm-hmm. doing stupid stuff that you can only do at your home. That's a, one good thing about watching it on Hulu, for True. sure, is we were screaming mm-hmm. at the screen about how incredibly hyped we were and saying stupid jokes about stuff. Uh, but I think there was no lull during the movie where I was just like, uh, what's going on? You know, this is kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. The entire time I was hyped, it was either gorgeous scenery to gorgeous scenery. It moved the plot forward at every single second. Actions over the top incredible. Predator scenes are insane. Yeah. It's like hell yeah. Hell everything yeah. you, you yeah, wanted to awesome. see, you got it. Yeah. Like constantly AJ was like, Man, I really hope this happens. Two seconds, seconds later, later that it happened. happened. It was we'll bring up when we hit spoilers, I'll tell you the exact moments. Uh Eugene, what were your thoughts going in to the movie? Like before So I mean, I'll be real, like, you know, when Disney acquired Fox, you know, they took all their properties. So I was like, shit. I was like, Yep. Let's see what they're going to do with it. You know what I mean? Like, of course, I still have faith in it because, you know, at the same time, you're like, you know, in your heart, you're like, I know Disney would not try to ruin a franchise that has like a strong basis already. You know what I mean? Especially as like a strong comic book basis, too. You know? Yeah. Like, freaking they they bought out what the the Predator and Alien property from Dark Horse Comics and now Marvel's Mm -hmm. producing those comics, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, of course, I was just kind of like, yeah, I was just kind of like skeptic a little bit. I was like, uh, you know? And then going in and like it just exceeded my expectation because like Ryan, just like you said, like you 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 become familiar with the uh, what's the the recipe for a predator movie. You like mm-hmm. you yes. said it best, like the recipe for it. This one was completely different, and it was it was just it was cool because again it took took place in the past, so you're kind of wondering, okay, limited resources, limited tools, like it's it's all about being a hunter, you know. Mm-hmm. And so like 
And then the same thing, too, when they changed the name from Predator to Prey, I was like, OK, they're trying to move away from something that might have some kind of, you know, then you start getting the Prometheus vibes a little right. bit when you do yeah. that and then you get a little scared. Yeah. When you're like moving away from Alien. But, yeah. um, but no, like real talk, like I I did. I went in there excited to watch it because, again, I, I'm a fan of the Predator franchise. So that makes it, you know, it's very biased for me. But I will say, like, I, I put I put Prey up there with the first Predator movie. Like that, it's it's up there, man. Mm-hmm. It is up there. So I'll uh, yeah, I'll do you one better. I think it's the best Predator <laughs> movie today. I I I think it feels the original. Just say it that says, it feels sacrilegious. But can we just call a spade a spade? Some <laughs> things have to cross. No, so hold on, hold on. Run, okay, AJ, I'm gonna quote you on this. Okay, so Prey was A. Okay, it was okay. an A class. The original Predator was S class. So you you know it's it's a whole Look, different. I love yeah. the you know first Predator, but I there is. <laughs> People are out of their mind if you're not watching the first Predator with a tiny sprinkling, even if it's a percentage of irony, where you're like, look how dumb this is with the big dumb muscles and all that. There, I'm not to say that that can't equal good movie, but that's the to me, that's like you got to be in the kind of mood for that. But this to me, Prey is a fan, a great movie. It's, it's a great mm-hmm. movie. I don't have an ounce of irony watching it. I love it. And actually what's funny is the reason why the reason why I might even I, I might say that with a bit more confidence is I don't really like Predator as much as I really want to just in general, not the first movie concept as a mm-hmm. character or as a creature. I mm-hmm. he the Predator to me has always been the character. Where I'm like, I should like Predator. And I'm like, there's been one good Predator movie. All of them mm-hmm. suck. I'm going to suck. Predator two is not good in my opinion. There's moments that are cool. Yeah. Danny Glover's not an action lead, man. Come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> in, like, like, lethal weapon is one thing. Action lead is a different thing, you know, with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't stand, AVP I loved as a child back in 04. AVP Requiem is, that's an experience. Can't stand Robert Rodriguez's Predators. Never saw Shane Black's. So I'm like, I don't like mm-hmm. Predator. I just, I, I really had to swallow the pill. I just don't like Predator. I want to, don't like it. So the, I had really low expectations going into this movie. And I love, and I'd love to, uh, Ryan, I'd love to know your thoughts. The reason I got hype was Dan Trachtenberg, the director. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, let's freaking go. Blind ticket. I mean, 10 Cloverfield Lane is a very slept on film. Incredible movie. Yeah. That movie is just, you want to talk about like like a thriller? Like, that's all it is. And it takes place in a singular setting. Exactly, yeah. Like, they may, but the, and the character work in that just, John Goodman, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and I always forget the other guy's name. I, I think know. John Gallagher, I think is his name, but I might have got spoiler that wrong. alert. Don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He, he's not listening. Um, uh, but that movie is that movie is very much slept on, and this is going to end up being the same thing. I was mm-hmm. I was afraid it was going to be slept on. I don't think that's going to be the case anymore. I think everybody's really into it. But the character work with these actors that you've never heard of before in this movie, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you don't know any of these people. Like, no. and it, they just. You're just so invested in them the entire time. So yeah, I'm with you. Like Trachtenberg was a huge draw for this, and a lot of people may not be familiar with all the work that he's done, but you could have just seen Ten Cloverfield Lane, and it should have gotten you hyped to go see this. Exactly. I I trust I trust directors, and so I trusted him, and I was proven very right. So I guess now we can kind of start. Actually, not start. Let's go right into the spoilers here. Uh, Boom, dude. This <laughs> is. I'm trying to. How do I want to phrase this? This is the movie that Predator needed for me as a concept, yes. as a franchise. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. When they say back to formula, this is how back to formula needs to go, where it's 
in theory, like if you follow the original, the original like Schwarzenegger Predator, you're like you can draw the parallels, but my God, are it's done so differently. And I think that is exactly how it needs to get done. There's homages, there's nods, there's Easter eggs, but just yep. face value. I'm like, dude, this the right is just balance an interesting of all of that. story. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so what, what were some of your guys' favorite uh, moments? Uh, Eugene, you seem particularly hype about this. What, what were some of the things that, oh, that really dude. stood out to okay. you? Okay. So first thing <laughs> is, you know, respect to, to Danny. Um, how like... You know, I think I remember reading an article like he wanted that movie to be in full blown Comanche. Like there's gonna be like mm-hmm. no English in it whatsoever. But, you know, studio gets involved, uh, all that stuff. Should have been. There is a dub you know, on Hulu. You can watch it with correct. the dub I found out. Correct. But it, yep. what sucks about it is you're seeing them speak English and then it's the Comanche oh, dubbing man. over it. Yeah. Exactly. And it sucks because, I mean, one thing that's cool is the the dubbing is actually by them, the actors themselves. That is cool. They're the, they're the actual people doing the Comanche language and stuff. So that, that's I thought that was super awesome. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's just stuff like that. And I don't know, you know, that meme It's just like he understood the assignment, like real yeah. talk. Like it, <laughs> it's cool because um, like I said, what was awesome for me, I guess I saw it like by him getting to go straight to Hulu. I'm pretty sure Disney wasn't as uptight with them to be like, OK, if we're going to be in movies, this is what you have to do because we want to bring bigger audiences, you know, like sure. making it rated R and man, just everything about it. I freaking loved like. Dude, the the predator, he was freaking ferocious. Like he yeah. was badass. He's a beefy and dude. He had like the best action scenes of any any predator movie, if you want my opinion. And the re-envisioning of how they use the stealth cl- camouflage, mm-hmm. freaking dope. It wasn't yes. just like, let me blend him into the background. Hell no. Like it looked like his grid was like wearing off in certain things. It's supposed I to just, be like more primitive in air quotes, you know? The correct. Techno- the technology and still hadn't had like 200 years before it was it was where we are in the uh, Schwarzenegger one. Correct. And there's just so many like cool things that I noticed that he did different, but it still paid mad respect to people who are fans of that. You know, um, Heath, I remember I was telling Heath this the other day, like something that I really loved about this movie is when the predator came in, it like it didn't just go attacking the humans and stuff like that. It observed everything that was a predator and his and a predator's role is be the apex predator. So it was crazy how he was like watching the rabbit and he watched the wolf chase the rabbit. And then, like, he attacked the wolf because he's like, okay, I need to be a picture of that. Like, what I really loved about that, though, was the wolf and the bear actually injured him Mm -hmm. or her. You know, like, that's freaking cool. They didn't just make it like he was like, okay, I'm invincible and only the humans are smart enough to take me. Like, hell no. They're showing, like, wild beasts can still harm another wild beast, you know? Yeah. So I just, there's there's so much more. I know we'll we'll get into it. But just, yeah, all these uh, awesome things. And. If I'm thinking where they're going to go with this, which would be kind of cool, is... I wonder if you're thinking clearly, the same thing I thought, or I was talking to you. Yeah, like, I really hope so. <laughs> so clearly Disney's going to do its thing, try to make this an extended universe. I already know that for a fact. There's so much source material they can pull, and like awesome source material at that. Like if you read the comics and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, But I, what I think they're going to do, because clearly they canonized it. It's canon with Predator 1 and 2. Yeah. Like, because with the pistol... Right. Um, that's what Danny Glover got at the in end part two, of Predator I, I, 2. I found out, yeah. And what I like to envision is if, let's say it's, it does very well, it's successful at low-budget sci-fi movies that, yeah, if it's straight to Hulu, hey, cool, makes them do whatever they want. But I like to envision it that like every movie will just follow the pistol as it continues to move on <laughs> and get, you know? Okay, so, not exactly what else. This is something I, like I'm imagining. All kinds of crazy good stuff, yeah. but like it was outstanding. I got you. Ryan, where are some of the highlights of this movie uh, for you 
I'd, I'd like to touch on like a real quick, like where the series could go a little bit. Cause I had another thought that could potentially be in play that kind of lines up with this a little bit. Okay. We already, we've now established that we don't have to be in modern time for a predator movie with this one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I so, think you're going where I was going. <laughs> It could be very interesting to see how different civilizations and different time periods cool. handle a predator coming after them. Exactly my idea. Sick. Let's freaking go. I want Assassin's Creed cool. style. That's predators, what I dude. want. Like imagine <laughs> imagine something like something set in like the time of like like ancient Greece with the Predator. That'd be like, freaking dope fighting example. Spartans like, and stuff. Let's yeah, go, like, dude. T- yeah, take the movie three hundred and mix it with Predator and like I tell me that you Right, tell me you wouldn't be so interested hard. in that. They, I, like, yeah, and they, I think it would be so interesting to go a route with a franchise that I don't know if anybody's ever really done this to this scale. Where like you are not making sequels, you are making just other movies that fit in your like in your category mm-hmm. of film, like which is mm-hmm. predator films. Like it's not going to be like like I don't want to see Prey two. Like I don't want that. Exactly. Like, yeah. I want to see different ways that they can still build the world of Predator. And then in this case, I think it helps the franchise. And then you're making the Predator the focal point of the movie, as opposed to these other ones that I mentioned before, where like you're following Schwarzenegger, you're following Danny Glover, you're following Boyd Holbrook in the most recent one, or Adrian Brody in Predators. Make the Predator the most important character of your franchise. You obviously need to have that human character that you're following around. And we have that in this one. Uh, mm-hmm. And she's fantastic. Uh, Dakota, uh, it's, uh, I believe her name. No, not, it Dakota was Amber. Mid-thunder or something like that? Oh, it, Mid-thunder? No, it was yeah. Amber Mid-thunder. Yeah. Oh, Amber Mid-thunder. Um, <laughs> she's exceptional in this. Absolutely exceptional. Yeah. Um, but I, I, like, it's not, it's not her story that we need to focus on with future movies. It's the Predator's story. I'm inclined to agree. Um, so, yeah, I would love to see that. I agree, dude. I would I love to see a exactly Predator movie where the Predator actually doesn't die and, like, kill I off all see, the humans. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, next sequel or something, have the Predator win. Yeah. Like, that'd be like, so don't make it predictable. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Don't make it predictable for exactly. us that, like, oh, a Predator's going to die. Like, okay, clearly, um, did you guys see the mid-credit? I heard about thing? it. Yeah. With I the cave paintings it. and stuff like that? Yeah, mm-hmm. it so was clearly. Cool. Yeah, they clearly show Naru like she she's like okay hey I, I I I defeated the beast and like it's like a cave painting and then it shows a storm come in and then three ships come out of the sky so mm-hmm. it's like oh shit like it would be dope to see like if if they let's say they do do a, a sequel to Prey <laughs> make right. it like that all the predator win like they get wiped out you're like oh shit I got so <laughs> attached to Naru and now they just killed her like you know what I mean but well, yeah. that's that's the that's the world man the way predators know? work if they do go with the canon this can get a little like nerdy but they respect creatures that are able to kill them that's their whole thing right. that's what I, I think mm-hmm. is yeah. an right. idea that they never got to really utilize until I got to see it with this one of predators are like the douchiest trophy hunters where they just like I want to be <laughs> and that's something that I love about this movie is that the predator just wanted to be the like the apex predator and he had to defeat the like whoever the predator or the yeah the predator was in their own style in their own way he killed the snake by stabbing it with the fangs if you will of his little like uh, wolverine claw things he beat the bear to death and <laughs> like he just yeah. like, oh my god he didn't whip out his guns and stuff until other people whipped out their bone arrows and stuff like he mm-hmm. went toe to toe with whatever style weaponry or whatever the predator, the, the other like the animals and stuff had at their tools that they had at their disposal. So 
I think that's a really cool idea that we haven't gotten to really see illustrated where like this predator just is all about sport. And we may have seen like, oh, look, this is the predator's trophy room. And I remember that in like predator two and stuff mm-hmm. like we've never gotten to see it actual practice. So, like when a predator dies, at least I think, am I referencing, I'm referencing like, I think AVP for this one or something or one of the comics, but like when a predator dies, like the other predators come and like give the person like respect or whatever, because they're like, congrats, you killed one of us which is a big deal because we're the apex predators of the galaxy, you know, the universe. So I think mm-hmm. that's definitely an idea that can work. Like what my mind went to, like Ryan went with like Spartans. So that'd be freaking dope. I'm thinking like, all right, give me my samurai movie, please. Rural Japan. Let's go. <laughs> let's freaking do it. Have ninjas and stuff versus a predator. Have you awesome. seen that predator fan film on Which YouTube? One? The one where it, it's a, no, no, no. It's it's set dope. in the samurai. It's set in the samurai era, and it has uh, like no? anime style characters. I'm going I'll to find be looking it. this up. Please send me. The yeah, link. it's called. Uh, damn, I can't remember. But it's not like if you look up. Just if you go on YouTube and just look up fan film, it's like one of the top ten that pops up, and you'll see it. That. It's it. It looks like an old '70s style like samurai flick, like very oh, dry sick. tones and everything. Yeah. And <laughs> and then the characters look like anime characters. Like one guy has like a crazy jaw, and there's like a gun in his mouth, sure. shit like that. You know. And yeah, I'm not gonna say any more, but Predator does have something to do with it. I'll just leave it at that. I want to see. Check it out, dude. Check it out. It's like it's five minutes, I think, and it's at the same time you're kind of like, in five minutes, Predator just had a better movie than like all you've gotten like, up until now. Yeah, right. The past two billion dollars you spent just making the last like six movies. You know, exactly. I want Predator in the old west. I want a bunch of cowboys fighting him. Yeah. I want Predator. Like I'm trying to go through like as far back as we could possibly go, and then. Caveman. Maybe eventually we'll get sick of it. Dude, <laughs> just why Uga not? on him. <laughs> I'd love to what? see where they have a predator flick in that the Aztec era because you would really yeah. play on things that they've shown already. Because I yeah. think that's what Danny's trying to do is clearly he's he's pulling saying like, hey, these are canon to those movies, but not officially saying they're canon. Like the whole thing with the pistol. Like, okay, that's mm-hmm. canon now. And then you imagine in AVP when they showed the temple like underneath, was it in Antarctica, right? One of those uh, places, it was cold. Yeah. When they showed that, they showed the flashback and it showed them where like, you know, the Aztecs were making the sacrifices and stuff like Have that. Have that be the end of one of the Predator movies? <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty dope. That would you be kind of cool. That's kind of sick, actually. I just, I never want to see Schwarzenegger pop up again. I, I just, no. I don't, don't want. Don't turn this into Terminator. Exactly. I'm like, let's not do that, please, <laughs> of the whole, hey, remember? Look, we're going to bring Danny Glover to, just please just let this evolve like from where this is presently because it works. It's so good. Uh, something specific. That Kratos that shield liked. was pretty badass too. Dude, the shield was dope. Oh yeah. The choreography in this was incredible, dude. Like the hand to hand stuff. The was pra- dope. You see the behind the scenes of the practical predator I suit. I did not. It's just no. so, oh, it's so cool. Like, like I don't know. I forget the actor's name. I've got it. I got him somewhere. The guy on who here. played the the predator um, in this. Yeah, Dane uh, Le- uh Delegro. Okay. Um, just fantastic creature performance by him because like that suit is a monster like monstrous like it's terrifying in the behind the scenes photos well he, he looks looked awesome. massive like the predator itself was just Dude, physically like six huge. six or something mm-hmm. yeah he's got to be huge also i just the the design of the predator I thought was incredible too because i yes i look you can't have a, like your lead alien you know cool thing be wearing fishnets and stuff i'm sorry i can't get into it <laughs> so <laughs> this movie i'm like this looks incredible the skull mask thing looks incredible i think they managed to translate the technology for the predator appropriately where you know, you can kind of be like, really? He's got, they've got lasers and stuff. I'm like, I can forgive it enough. They're aliens. So, you know, 200 years is not that much time for an advanced species, you know? So, mm-hmm. uh, 
I think the cinematography in this was breathtaking. Hell yeah. yeah shout shout Hell out to yeah. Calgary, Calgary, the scenery. They shot in Calgary, Alberta. Beautiful. And it is really. Yeah. Uh, so many wide shots that were just freaking so gorgeous. So wide, you know? dude. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy because it's like we're following this story of like terror, you know, like this girl yeah. is like trying to hunt. But at the same time, she's fearing for her life, you know. And but you just see like it's all happening in this large spectrum of like beauty, you know, natural mm-hmm. beauty. It's just like, yeah, it's just it was just cool the way they did it, too. Like you said, it's not following the mercenaries where they're like deep in something. They're not following. They're just like yeah. in a building shit like that. No, like mm-hmm. this, this. This was such a very unique Predator movie. It's going to stick. It's going to resonate. And it's cool because, you know, I'm thinking about it, too, because, you know, when we were all kids, we knew only the first two Predator movies. So Mm -hmm. that's what we grew up on. Now I think about it like, cool, if they're going to get a new fan base with Predator and stuff like that. Cool. Like, this is their flick. You know what I mean? Like the younger kids and stuff like that. So, yeah, this movie was just, yeah, and I keep reflecting on it. It was good. So damn good. Do you think they're going (laughs) to have some kind of theater showing for this? Some kind of special thing? Uh, that's that, no. the thing that people are chanting so. about is how dare they not put this in theaters? Yeah, it's a travesty for sure. But people are yeah. mad. But you know what that just it. says? That just means Danny has a career now. He's gonna be set for the rest of yeah. his life because if if he has like a cult following already about like how could you not let his film go into theaters? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the last thing we we want though is like Disney catches on to that and then they get their hands too much in it and then it just mm-hmm. loses that that uniqueness that it brought. You know. Yeah. I think the better I think the better question is, is if the sequel is going to go to theaters. That mm. is a really great question because I feel like yeah. Hulu. This is I think the no, the most streamed or the most something on Hulu. Yeah, it's the most, premiere, whatever, mo- yeah. yeah, most streamed uh, content they've ever had at premiere. That's which is incredible. Awesome. Which is I mean, awesome. Hulu tends to you know can put out some pretty decent stuff. Like Fresh came out at the top of this year and it was really good. They do good movies. Yeah, their movies are good. And so this this one though it's it's. I think that's a really great question because now it's like, do you think Disney will put it on their platform on Disney plus? Because now they have the whole maturity like thing. They've completely mm-hmm. broken the seal on it. Mm-hmm. So, so I, think, I know in Europe it's on Disney plus right now. Yeah. That's the yeah. only way Inter- you can watch yeah. it. Yeah. Internet international markets outside of Latin America are on Disney plus. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I would love to go on Disney plus to see a predator movie up there. <laughs> oh, hell awesome. yeah, dude. Like even today, so like cool. when I go on there, I'm like going to Groot. It says right here, you may also like Deadpool, Deadpool too. Yeah. Like I love Logan, it. You know, yeah. it's cool. Logan, I think, yeah. I think they're going to slowly sprinkle it at all. I think they're very tactfully doing that they have their whole backlog of all the Fox properties, like, you know, alien and predator and stuff. And I think they're going to slowly, but surely sprinkle it in just so that we become accustomed to it. And it's not going to be, um, though, frankly, I think they could just be like, Hey, tomorrow, boom, all the explicit rated R stuff that you guys are like thinking that we're too cowardice to put out. I'm not, I'm not too worried about it in terms of Disney owning predator and it being successful. I think Disney is uh, wildly successful because they're smart. And so I think this works rated R this works with this yeah. low budget too. I don't want to give it's us a too big a budget either. Too. I think yeah. too much of a budget could be a undoing of this. So I think mm-hmm. keep the budget around whatever this was. And I think, uh, I think we're in luck. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, uh, I mean, credit to credit again, credit to Danny, because you're pretty sure like him being the director, he put it out there like, no, I want to be on set. I mean, not on set. I want to be on location because I mean, none of those sets looked fake. Like I can understand like some of the indoor things like when they're inside the um, no TPs and like stuff. That? Yeah, correct. Um, I can understand that being done in like, you know, a warehouse or something like that. But all of those scenes just look so legit. Like, I'm pretty sure that's, you know, as a filmmaker, that, that's where he's like, hey, this is what I want to do. I want to be on location, you know? Because I, when you say that, you think like Disney's becoming that king of green screen. 
Because like, look how much stuff is just motion capture and and, and green screen yeah. now. That even yeah. stuff that doesn't even need to be green screen, they're green screening. And it's like, damn. I think that's why yeah. you need the duality. You need the the MCU. You know, you need the two hundred million dollar budget plus. You mm-hmm. know, silver lining movies, and then you need yeah. these. You need the passionate filmmakers who are making it with duct tape go. and stuff. Who I feel like this. I bet uh, COVID probably benefited this movie in terms of like they got to go shoot in the middle of the woods, probably a yep. small yeah. uh, small crew, like not a lot there. Mm-hmm. So I think. Uh, I think this was the the right kind of movie to come out, and I'm I've, I've actually watched it twice since coming home, Heath, because Heath and I didn't watch it in the best conditions when we watched it. We didn't watch it in the best TV <laughs> or sound system. I watched it at home, big seventy inch four K, pitch black sound bar, all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, this movie right on. is good. But what's yeah. funny, as uh, Heath was mentioning earlier, it's like this movie still has it's it's beautiful, you know, air quote to put my nose in the air, cinema, you know, in terms of the. Uh, how it shot the cinematography, but dude, the action and how hype I got during this movie where there were three moments, hand to God, Heath was there, where within at least, within two minutes, the thing I was like, dude, how great would it be if a bunch of white freaking dude settlers like mm. came in and just, yeah. <laughs> sorry, just got messed up. Yeah. Cue the freaking French dudes. I'm like, dude, they did he it. He fucked them up. It was <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> dude, you know what shot was awesome? Remember when the predator shot the constricting net at one of the dudes? The yeah, dude. goes underneath, oh, goes yeah. underneath the that tree, and you see the tree get broken into pieces. So you're like, you yeah. know, his ass got tore up. The <laughs> weapon that I've always been afraid of, dude. Every time that weapon pops up in AVP or any of the predators, yeah. like, dude, that is nightmare fuel that I feel like we're not scared of enough. <laughs> just getting like yeah. freaking like razor, che- yeah, razor wired just by like cheese and like little blocks. Oh my god, that's horrible. Uh. Man. That was incredible. And then I was like, I really want to see her go to town now on these dudes because she deserves it. And then she gets an incredible John Wick style scene. That's yeah. that's dope. Uh, and then like at the near the very end and stuff, I'm like, dude, they've done the perfect subtle setup where I'm like, please, the predator's blood glows. Please yep. use it as war paint. And then the final yep. scene is her walking into town holding that horrible predator head <laughs> and with the make with the war paint. And I was like, this is the perfect movie. Congrats. You did it. You won. Congrats. You're in my god dang it. You're I ugh. I don't know if I like this more than Bullet Top Train. Five. Honestly. Top. I don't know if I like this more than Bullet Train. It sure sounds like you do. I can't spoil <laughs> Bullet Train though. Ugh. The worst part of Bullet Train is Paperboy's accent. That's the only thing I'll say. He's not. <laughs> Did you know that guy's not British? Yeah. Everyone should know yeah. he's not British. Watch the movie. All right. Oh, uh boy. anything else you guys want to throw in about Prey before we move on to some news here? Uh, the way Naru was able to trick him to punch, uh, punch his blades through the tree, oh, and then yeah. she went to have his hand, and she made him deploy his shield that was and cut off his insane, arm. Dude. dude, I was like, that was a great choreographed scene. That was awesome. We've never Again, seen that kind of stakes with a predator that? before. We've never seen no. predator get like maimed like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think off no. the top of my head, like it's. Yeah. It made me wonder if it was like an homage to Predator Two when he gets his arm cut off. The predator he, did. Yeah, yeah, he, and then he freezes. He does something to it. Yeah, he some, and he yeah. puts something in his arm goes back on. I think yeah. it's supposed to be homage to that of because clearly mm. with the pistol getting an arm cut off, and then they use some so of the like, dialogue. Fuck that! From That's the never happening again. Movie. We're gonna yeah, fix right? this shit. We're gonna invest technology <laughs> to making sure that can happen. Yeah, because I think <laughs> you're right. I think Naru says that right when she sets up her trap. She's like, like, come on, come get me. Come get me. Do and that's it. What Arnold says yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of homage. Yeah, you get. But I love it because it wasn't the it wasn't the corny shit. Mm-hmm. you know like get to the chopper like no it's, yeah. it was like the stuff that of like holy shit like of course if you set up a trap 
that this is literally a one in a billion chance that you're trying to use to like save your life. Mm-hmm. You're going to say, come on, like step into my trap, it, please. I'll be honest. That got me. Cause I think the movie did the perfect job of spacing out her, getting her hands on his mask. I forgot about that completely by the time that yeah. happened. So that was, I think just brilliant filmmaking in terms of they purposely paced it in a way that he got his mask ripped off kind of early in that interaction, that fight. Mm-hmm. And then, completely forgot and i'm like oh yeah look we're back in little uh little sand you know little like quicksand bit thing and i'm like dude that that worked i got hyped during the freaking i don't know if it were practically but the little like rope on the freaking hatchet and stuff i'm like oh, yeah so cool. freaking kratos i'm like dude this is so cool yeah. i was a freaking 10 year old boy I'm like that is dope in <laughs> the bit with her throwing it against the trees and catching it i'm like i love it i love every bit of this what I can see them punching doing the bear is, in the face. God dang it. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. You don't see those things. Something no. I can see them doing is if they like, it's like, let's say they do go to this route where a sequel and it does go into a different time. Like you guys said, different setting, different time. It'd be cool if let's say it does take place, you know, 50 years in the future from there. And it's, or another time, you know, I'm just guess imagining different time and they have, um, that like her weapon in their own technology, showing that hey, these are things that we learn from our past that because be they're cool always one. watching. Yeah, like they have their own weapon that's just like hers because yeah. they realize like, oh damn, that defeated us. Because you know they're always taking notes on us, they're always watching. So because mm-hmm. it's like I think what was it? Yeah, so Predator Two. Remember, it's like yeah, he Danny Glover fought that one, but it turned Dude, out he was surrounded Predator by Predator Two recently or something. How are you able to retain all this crap with Predator Two? <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I just remember all this stuff, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. I, I I know I think we're all in agreement that we would really love for this to be like an anthology type series. I'd love the idea of a predator being the good guy in a movie where mm-hmm. he's like, that would be cool. He's dropped in at some young because I feel like I think based on Nazis. ADP and stuff, they come here as like a rite of passage. A 1980s mm-hmm. high school summer camp. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> bunch of like collar popped bullies and stuff. And the predator. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that. I'd love the predator. To, they, like, yeah. They dunk his head in the toilets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nerds, nerds. And he's like teaming up with all the dorks and nerds and stuff. And they go on like a panty raid. Yeah. Great. <laughs> so if I can make a comic, a graphic novel recommendation to you guys. Um, if you guys if read Aliens vs. Predator, I think it's Alien vs. Predator and Prometheus. It's like an anthology book. I have. Um, it, yeah. I think it's from, yeah, it's from Dark Horse Comics and it's a uh, fire and stone. You want to see a good, like good mix up of all that where the predator get involved with like helping out like the humans and stuff like that because of mm. a common cause that was really good too that's what i was saying like stuff like that is really rich and good source material and let's be real they got a powerhouse that can fund a movie and fund a universe yeah. to make that happen exactly because the stuff that goes on in there just like prey did it show it gave the fans like badass moments that we wanted to see a predator do like all kinds of badass moments those graphic novels are filled with nothing but badass moments they're the the horror in those move in those books, like some of those pages, like just reading them. And yeah, it looks like a cartoon. It's terrifying shit. You know, like going to a planet and you find out that like some of the, you know, like the black goop from Prometheus infected like uh, like dinosaurs and shit like that. So imagine like a dinosaur is very terrifying if it's chasing you. But now you have a giant xenomorph di- T-Rex chasing you, you know, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just went on that tangent. But I was just no, saying like good. the this is proof that, hey, look, like. You guys got a lot of source material. Let the director do what they want to do, and you're gonna have success. You know, exactly. Because again, I haven't heard anybody say anything like negative about it, like saying that they hated it or anything. It's always been like, yeah, like a, I enjoyed it, or like, hell yeah, it was a great movie. 
Yeah, I agree. Uh, another recommended reading I'd recommend is uh, there's an I'm not joking because I have it and it's one of my favorite things to just whip out every now and then. Archie versus the Predator, real thing. Wow. It's pretty great. Uh, so <laughs> speaking, does Archie of, win? Yeah, spoiler alert. Check it out. It's in the, the, oh, art, this is the artistic again. style. You want to see what the Predator looks like with the Archie style artwork? It's incredible, yeah. dude. Archie also freckles? fought the Punisher one time. It's actually, <laughs> kind of, I guess. Archie's met some people, oh. man. <laughs> but, uh, you see Ryan's face? He's like, God. yeah, he's like, my God. Speaking of, needed, I'm just so tired of Archie. Get him out of here. <laughs> oh, I have yet to. I, I'm yeah. Let that Riverdale thing die already. I'm good. What a right. Uh, let's move past it. Speaking of movies and stuff that are going to be coming out, he, uh, Ryan, what do you got about John Wick 4? Yeah, so I know John Wick is a very hot-button topic on this show in particular. <laughs> um, Only one person's button, out, really. Yeah. I found out some very good information about, uh, about the John Wick franchise as a whole and what's coming up with John Wick 4. Okay. Um, so just to go through something real quick, John Wick, the original John Wick, the runtime for this film was 101 minutes. Nice and tight. John... John Wick Chapter 2, the runtime, 122 minutes, just over two hours. Mm-hmm. John Wick 3, 131 minutes. So a pattern? we keep going up. Yeah, well, the pattern's not changing because John Wick 4 <laughs> right. is going to be the longest installment of the John Wick franchise to date. Oh, Lord. Uh, four two, hours. 240. <laughs> 240. Yeah, that's about right. I'm throwing uh, a dart. According to the director, it's going to be hovering around two and a half hours for John Wick. Awesome. Damn, son. I trust like, I, Who needs to yell this? Imagine all the gun flu in that shit. That's, that's going to be ass. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just think that's crazy to me. Like, not in a bad way. It's just wild that they're going to pull two, like a two and a half hour John Wick film. Like that's, This is an honest fear. Awesome. I kind of feel like towards the end, you're going to be so exhausted. You're like, I can't take much more. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, hopefully so much John Wick. Hopefully they'll pace it in a good way. I just I know anytime Donnie Yen pops up on screen, I'm going to be freaking fully aroused. Yeah, sure. So I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> I can only I'm going to have I'm going to die lightheadedness, whatever. If you don't put Donnie, put Donnie Yen away, come on. <laughs> I'm so excited for that freaking movie. We are going to be we're going to force Darren listeners. Darren is a he is what's the right word for easily peer pressured we will peer pressure him the fans peer pressure him we will make him watch and cover and rant about john wick 4 we he has to we have to it is our calling i'm so ready for this didn't the directors leave this one or is it the next one they're not doing chad what's oh. his face and i don't think the david writer, leach think. are are involved I think the writer in got kicked off yeah i i don't think i don't the know i think they changed. i think they left i don't know if they got kicked off or not let me look up who directed this one because I think this is one of those weird instances where it was greenlit for like another two movies or so. Like this is not even yeah, pretending isn't it? to be They're the last. They're filming a back to back too. I it's think. directed by Born Chad. By are, Chad. Yeah. So he's doing this one. Maybe he's not doing part five. Hmm. And then they're doing Ballerina, the the spinoff show on it. So I wonder like if that's going to be canon to this they're, or something like the that. The new Black Widow movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> are they? Um, they're yeah, still yeah, doing know, the. Right? They're still doing the movie just about the hotel, right? Right. Isn't that still? Think, yeah, the continental series. I thought that was going to be. Oh, yeah. A, I think that is a series. That? Oh, it is. Oh, OK. Yeah. I think it is a series because the guy was it the manager, not the manager. Uh, the what's his face? Black some, something. Black? Yeah. Lan- <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lance Riddick's uh, character. Um, I forget. Well, him. And what's the manager's name? Something. The dude with the voice from uh, Ian, from McShane? <laughs> Ian McShane. That's his name. Thank you. Why do I call yeah. him Black? He played Blackbeard. That's, That's the guy. Funny. He played Blackbeard in that yeah. weird uh, Johnny Depp solo pirate movie that everyone forgot about. 
Oh, that's yeah. how my stupid brain works. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm prepared. My body's prepared for this. I it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long run though. I think two and a half hours might be a little worrisome. I'm so blind to goodbye, but worried. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Heath, what is this? Speak. Let's keep on the line of movies. What is what is this movie you're talking about? A deep fake movie. A deep fake movie. Yeah. So Trey Parker and Matt Stone had came out in an interview and said that they had planned to make a completely deep fake movie about Donald Trump. Okay. And I say, come on, do it. You got to do it now, especially. How is this going like, to skip the, the zeitgeist? They're saying that the time has passed. It's too late now. If they had actually disagree. put their nose to the stone, like, to the grindstone and actually did it, they could have like, yeah. captured a bigger audience, and now it might be kind of lost on people. I, I don't know. Like You guys say yes. I think it's still needed. I would still love to see this. Does it have to be Trump? I For like- comedy's sake? I want that done with oh, something Anybody more fun. Anybody else? Yeah, some fun. I thought you were talking about. Did you guys hear about that movie? I think it's Fall or The Fall. That's that's coming out. Fall. They yeah, de- about them they climbing de- that tower. Yeah, but they right? deep faked. Apparently, it was shot, written, and stuff rated R. And I think someone cowered it out and making it PG thirteen. And they are deep faking like all of the like profanity and stuff that would hinder a, a PG thirteen rating. That movie, I don't know if you guys saw hmm. the trailer for that, the, the extended not. trailer. The premise of this film is so dumb to me. Because <laughs> I, I don't like this is in the trailer. So like it's clearly not something that they care about in the film. So it's a couple, maybe husband and wife, I don't remember. It's a couple. They're like avid climbers. The husband falls to his death in the trailer. As one does. Okay. Yeah. And the next thing you see is like the the wife her friend comes over and is like you need to get back on that horse and get over this so what are you what are we should we do we're gonna climb this tower and it's like what screw like, you what? I lost what? my spouse over this crap yeah like that's what that's how you want to get back out in the world it's like I'm gonna climb this ridiculous thing it's like you just that that's just that movie is gonna be a wild like like heart inducing uh, movie. But it's just going to be so dumb, I think. I'm looking forward to it. That's a good time. That's it's pretty just pretty good time. so stupid. Please tell me The Rock is in this movie. Oh, they can't he af- should be. I don't know. They can't afford the role. <laughs> all the <laughs> CG went into, or all the money went into the CG of making them look like they're very yeah. high. And then deep faking them to make it PG-13. Because they're worried about, they're like, dude, no one's going to see this movie. Bigger audience. fight that tower. Broader audience. Yeah. He is the tower. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, I kind of keep in line a tiny bit. This is it's movie adjacent, but I think it dropped out today or came out today that Steve Martin is more or less announcing his retirement uh, softly. He said that after only murders, which he didn't say whether that be, you know, this season, next season, whatever. But he said that he can't see himself doing too much after only murders. He said he's kind of done after this. Hmm. How much is he really doing outside of only murders at this point? Not like what was the last movie you saw Steve Martin in? On hand of God, my 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 mind just went to Looney Tunes back in action. I don't know. I'm trying to. That was a long funny. time ago. That dude. was early 2000s. I'm like, he's done something since. Yeah. Surely. What's um, the movie with uh, Queen Latifah? <laughs> bringing down the bringing house. down the house. <laughs> <laughs> it's first thing I thought of. All right, let's so, pull up. Not much better. What's he been doing? Yeah, like I because like only murders. Like I hadn't seen him in anything in a long time. Before That's a fair that, point. Yeah, I remember. He actually the has cameos thing. in every Marvel movie. We just never saw it. I'd love to see that. Maybe. Uh, Only Murder, Saturday Night Live, Father of the Bride, three. That's not a thing. That was, that was no, it was a thing. A it was short. a, it was, it was during quarantine. They did a short with like okay. the original it's cast. Like Twenty six minutes. Okay. 
Eh. Yeah. Uh, Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. What is this? I don't know. I, I don't know what that movie is. You love the Coopers. <laughs> I don't know. It looks like one of those like weird Nickelodeon family movies. Uh, Home. He was the, that's that, that CG movie with Rihanna. So Ryan's right. Not much. So not much. He's <laughs> not doing a ton. The Big Year, which came out that was in 11. That, that was that bird watching movie with he Jack did with Black. Jack Black and Owen Wilson. Yeah. The Pink Panther bird watching. 2. Pink Panther 2. Hmm. Dude, yeah. Pink no, Panther so, gets slept on. I unironically love the Pink Panther. It is that a, movie's fun. It's a dumb, funny movie. But my, my point with all that is, is like, you know, Steve Martin is like pseudo retired in the sense that like he's not just working to work. He's working on projects that he wants to work. Yeah, on. you're right. Um, I don't think any actor is truly ever retired. Like it, you just got to wait for the right role. To, like even Rick Moranis is coming back. And he's been out of the game for like what, like since 25 the, years, yeah, since like, like 90s, like even he's coming back. Like so like retirement is a probably a loose word that they're throwing around there. But um He's kind of just he's kind of just doing his own thing anyway right now. So yeah. props to him. If all if if the only thing he wants to work on at this point is only murders, I support it because that it, show's great. It's incredible. I he didn't say anything about officially retiring. He just said I can't imagine like doing much. He's like I can't do a movie shoot anymore. I can't be away from my family right. for like three months. He's like I just can't. I mean, he's like in his right, mid seventies. So he's like I'm right. Not so doing me. this show and set in New York City the entire time is like a very easy thing for him to do. Exactly. I think he's at the point mm. where he's. Like more or less like what Ryan was talking about. He's just, he'll pick and choose if he likes it enough. Sure. But otherwise he's good not doing anything for a bit, for a minute, you know, for a bit. He's already got a weird eclectic like skill set anyways, like between his like banjo band and <laughs> and stuff. I don't know. I've, but I'm like, I mean, if anything, yay. Mur- only murders is what's keeping, uh, keeping him in our lives. So awesome. Steve Martin has a great catalog. You can go back to and watch some of his great work. So he's done That's enough. True. I watched plane trains and automobiles like, Three months ago oh, again, dude. I, I love that movie. Incredible. Oh, my God. Uh, What else we got here? Uh, well, This is Jason to it. Matt Smith, a.k.a. Weird Face, a.k.a. Uh, dancing Shirtless, <laughs> Mor- uh, Morbin Time. Uh, I love him. I think he's got a good enough humor about that. But uh, he's going to be in that House of Dragons, which is still happening, I guess. That prequel to the Game of Thrones. And he it comes out like next week, right? Well, Dude, really he's, trying, he's trying to garner up excitement because he said, darn, dang, nabbit, too much sex in this movie or in this uh, in this series. To which people go, all right, yeah, I, I guess, guess I'll check I'll it see. out. I guess I'll, I'll, watch I'll tune back <laughs> all right. a Season <laughs> eight didn't break way. my heart that bad. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but other people have, it's funny because other people have been saying in terms of production, what I've been hearing is they're saying there's actually strategically less nudity. So I don't know who to believe on this. I don't know. Publicity <laughs> stunt, you know? I don't know because that was a that was a lot of maybe it was too much duty involving him. He's maybe. like, this is more like I'm naked all the time. He's naked the whole movie. <laughs> I said sex scenes. I said nothing about nudity. We go full clothes on through the pant loop. <laughs> oh man, uh, Heath, what is this bit about? What is this bit you have about prison? I've got no earthly clue what this is about. The fastest man alive at going to court is back at it again. Ezra Miller is in trouble oh again. My God. I, figured, oh, I, figured, I figured this is what this was. I got was. kneecapped super hard on that one. I had no clue. <laughs> this yeah. freaking idiot burglarized like some alcohol or something and he's back in court again. And this is ridiculous. Like, Apparently he got charged like formally by it too. It's not like one of those man, like, civil things. He's like official. What are they going to do? Like it just I gets saw, more. I saw something as recent as four hours ago. 
that oh. there was a report that the, po- the police are unable to locate mother and her three kids who were staying with Ezra Miller in Vermont. Oh my gosh, dude. What the fuck this report, is going this on? This report was on, peop- on people.com four hours ago. This came out. Do you think, what do you think, because we got to talk about this before, Ryan, and also I want to point out to you, is a, put a pin in this real quick, your, yeah. uh, your appearance on whatever episode, I think it was just whatever main episode, your appearance where you talked your bit about Pokemon is I think our most viewed TikTok video. You killed him. Oh, yeah? That, yeah, you killed him. <laughs> I'm ha- happy to play my part. Putting out the content, maybe. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that's then, right. Because we also talked about the Warner Brothers thing, too, then, because, yeah, like, what, Woo. dude, what on earth are they going to do? Because they have made it abundantly clear. The movie's coming yeah. out. Yeah. Hell or There's high water, ex- this is coming out. Zaslav flat out said, we're very excited about this film. <laughs> oh, like, should, should you be, though? Like, should you? I mean, especially coming off the... Like, since we talked about that, so much has gone on with WB. Like, oh, yeah. it feels like yeah. everything we talked about, even since Comic-Con. Yeah, but then like, axing Batgirl and stuff and the, the yeah, stills like, from that coming out. Like, I, like, I don't want to get, like, super political about this, but the fact that you're going to axe Batgirl, which is a Latina-led female superhero film mm-hmm. in favor of the flash movie, which is literally led by a criminal crazy person. <laughs> He's a, he is a criminal. Like, like I, he might have some mental health things going on. And if he does, you know, wish you the best of luck. Yep. But the fact of the matter is as of right now, you are a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no way around that. So for, and then to have the, the gall to go out there and say, we canceled this one movie so we could do a tax write off and make some money back. And then to uh, in the same breath say, we fully support this film, this other film coming out. You, you could have stones, man, to, to go out there and say that kind of stuff. Like, I, I just yeah. I cannot see how they think that this is a positive reflection of the studio. Do you think they know something we don't know? Is like the plot. Are we just like not, are we gonna get blindsided by the plot? The guy's like the reason why I'm excited is because Ezra Miller dies 13 minutes into this movie. But they no. also they <laughs> also just came out either yesterday or today. They've been doing reshoots with him. That's like, bad. That, they, That's like bad. they they're doing reshoots. His parole officer and, there, like on set. I, yeah, he's got an ankle monitor <laughs> underneath. Get his just say that. He has an ankle on him. <laughs> they got a CGI. It's like it's like Superman's mustache, except it's just yeah. They're gonna make like a one liner. It's a speedometer, guys. It's just a speedometer. <laughs> speedometer. Like I um I said this. I don't remember where I said this, but no studio is fum- is fumbling the bag worse than Warner Brothers when it comes to their popular IPs. Because yeah. if you were fucking up. Harry Potter and Warner Bro- <laughs> and DC at the same studio, you have a problem. Like there's a yeah. overarching problem with what you have going on at your studio. Those are two of the two of the top four most massive franchises in all of pop culture. Only the only other ones in the conversation are Marvel and Star Wars. I feel like sure. Mm-hmm. And Disney say like Disney's doing solid at, at minimum solid with both of those. Yeah, depending on where you sit on certain films and television shows. They, DC and like uh, you know what we're gonna take Harry Potter out of the discussion. That bag has been fumbled too many times now. It's over. Yeah. So we'll stay with just DC. It's like a one step forward, two step backs thing. Every time you make a good film, the rest of the stuff that you hear or that comes out just sets you back even further. Like I think the Batman is an exceptional film. I really like what they did with the character of Batman in that movie. I think the Suicide Squad. That was my first episode with you guys yeah, when we talked about that. That movie is. Top tier. That is a fantastic film. But then, you know, you, w- around that same time, you know, movies like Wonder Woman 1984, which is 
in my opinion, one of the worst movies that's ever been made, especially in the last like 10 years. <laughs> you guys covered um, it too, didn't you? Well, we trashed it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, uh, Merry Christmas to you. Here's the shit bag movie yeah. you get to watch for Christmas. Um, but then like all this other stuff's going on. We're like, oh, like, am I supposed to be excited for Aquaman 2? Like, I- I'm just not. Is like, Amber Heard like, still in it? I know like, they, they, they strate- can't catch a they, break. Uh, I like that they was like, oh, ha ha ha, Ben Affleck's on set. We accidentally let this video out. Yeah, the fuck you did. Yeah, that right. was entirely, <laughs> that was a publicity stunt to try and draw some attention to a movie that yeah. has less controversy around it. They're killing off Merida some. 10 minutes into that movie. Let's oh, be real. Easily. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> easily. Dude, yeah. There is cell phone footage somewhere of two high Warner Brothers executives on their knees in front of J-Lo and Ben uh, Ben Affleck on their yacht saying, please come back to the DCU. Please, we'll pay you anything you want, man. And and it's not like DC's been, like, my whole point with this is not like DC's been knocking out of the park. Like, like every hit comes with just a myriad of misses. Yeah. And now with, like, all the cancellation rumors and other projects that are coming up, and like, I'm sorry, like, I'm just not that excited for Black Adam. I'm just Me not either. Like, Me neither. I don't think it looks very good. Um, I think The Rock is I know we've been waiting 10 years, basically, since it was announced he was going to play this character. I just think if you know anything about the character of Black Adam, this is just not the right film for that character. Like he's mm-hmm. he's basically he's a genocidal dictator. And yeah. The Rock playing that is just going to be off. Um, Shazam 2 is another one. I'm just not really I like the first one, but it's kind of if Shazam is what you're making to make me excited about your studio, it's just not going to do it for me. Yeah. So so outside of what Reeves has going on with Batman and maybe whatever James Gunn is going to do next on film or television side outside of that, there's just nothing there for me with DC. I agree, man. Yeah. I, th- I think the the route they need to go is just go with the ad- like adult rated R route. Just be that studio where yeah. I feel like every rated R thing DC has done. I'm trying to like make sure I'm not. It's gonna sound foolish. Like Peacemaker. Peacemaker. One of the best. All things of I've their seen animated. On TV in years. Yeah. All yeah, the animated yeah. movies. I like Birds of Prey. I defend it all <laughs> the time. Rated R. Yeah. Rated in the R. show, Har- Harley Quinn. Yep. On d- the rated animated R. Harley Quinn. Awesome. It's great. Does Suicide Squad. Awesome. Like just. Lean with that. Lean into it. Uh, Heath didn't ask this time, but I usually do whenever we talk about multiverses dream uh, characters. I kind of want the Ezra Miller um, Flash. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Dude. With the anklet. With the, the anklet. With the ankle monitor. <laughs> he should be the... Uh, he, the you, know, you know how they can smash the Pokemon trainers in the background <laughs> right. the Pokemon fight? There's just a bunch of security guards in the background every time you pick the Flash. Dude, you, know, I you want, should be the uh, all-time lab dummy. You just always be the shred of him in the lab. <laughs> I want to see the SNL bit where it's like Ezra Miller on set and then the security guard's like, all right, all right, let's go. You're, you're, that's a wrap. Get out of here. And he's like sitting in his chair. He's like, I said, come on. Goes and spins the chair around. It's Ezra Miller's stunt double tied to the chair, like <laughs> you just see Ezra Miller just booking it down the street. Oh man, what? Oh, this is. Uh, I mean, it's gonna be fascinating to watch. I hate to bring it back up, but like clearly it's because of the budget, right? These probably spent so much money in the Flash movie. Oh, like, yeah. We can't afford not to put this crap out. It's supposed you to be really directors dropped out of that shit too. Dude. Yeah, God. there's like we yeah. can't remake or restart the DCEU without the stupid movie, and now we're tripping. Correct. Like we just broke our ankle trying to reset. right exactly uh we got only a little bit here before we wrap up speaking of superhero stuff it's been coming out everyone including me thinks that uh oh god what's his name gustavo from breaking bad giancarlo esposito him he needs to be somewhere of importance in the mcu and basically it's like which role do we want to give him 
I love the idea of a Doctor Doom, you know, perhaps. Mm -hmm. The other one, apparently, that he is interested in playing is Professor X. Yeah, that's been trending, too. That's been trending about him potentially playing Professor X. What are you guys thoughts on that? One million percent down for that. That sounds great. I think it'd be really cool. I I think the gravitas that he brings to a role... The gravitas he brings to any role is was to be suitable for both of those characters. It's still just a shame that they wasted Mads Mikkelsen Dude, in that one-off Doctor Strange villain. Yes, my thought he's exactly. the, he would have been perfect as Doctor Doom. Yes, yeah. he would have nailed it. Oh yeah. Um, my uh, my question kind of bounce off of that is like if if he were to say let's say he was going to be Professor X, how far out are we from seeing that character again? Five years, maybe. Yeah, I think we're still a ways away. So. Uh, because well, Kevin Feige's been saying away. stuff that there's so many so many more new characters they want to introduce and kind of give the X-Men a break because they're not going to yeah. bring them back as X-Men's come back as mutants. And yes. I and I mean, have you guys seen Miss Marvel? That's what yes. I was also I was alluding to. Spoiler yeah. alert if you haven't watched Miss Marvel. Uh Yeah, how yeah, like we're, we're the getting very end, it's, it's Yeah, you find out that she's a mutant. Or no, not they're, that she is a mutant, but they're saying that like, she, hey, we checked out your DNA and you actually have a mutation in your genes. And then yeah. you hear the X-Men theme in the background that was, briefly. That was so cool when they put the theme in. Oh, that. hell yeah. Like, and they was, did that awesome. to Professor X as well in Doctor Strange. So I'm wondering yeah. uh-huh. if that's how they're going to start identifying mutants to us is they're going to start it's, putting it's, the, the yeah. you know, the, the cue. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. a massive slow build, whereas opposed to like Fantastic Four, it's like, here's your movie. We're not really going to do much else outside of John Krasinski popping up for seven minutes. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I think that could work. I think he's the right route to go because it's going to be so hard to not think of Patrick Stewart. It's going to be so hard to not think of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. So I think casting these guys and not only just literally he looks different, but just a completely different take, which I think, uh, I think, uh, what's Giancarlo Esposito? Yes. I'm really bad with yeah. names. Sorry. Uh, I was, uh, Gus, I think he's the route to, uh, <laughs> he's the route to go because he's going to bring, because if you've seen his different roles and stuff, he obviously has the intimidation and the gravitas, like yeah. you mentioned. But I feel like he also, the boys. yeah, he also has the yeah. the warmth, the delivery. Like. Yeah, yeah. The, the the important thing with that is for every Professor X, there has to be an equally impressive Magneto. Exactly. So I'd be very Where curious are we gonna to go see there. Brian Cranston. Play the game. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's let's, let's figure it out. Let's cast it. Who do you think would who do you think could go toe to toe with him in terms of screen presence like that? Oh God, I don't know. I know, like Magneto. I'm saying, Brian Cranston, man, because their chemistry on He's Breaking Bad, Bad was just something else. He's, but because such a good character. What's so What's exciting about Jean Carlo Esposito is that uh, you know we're so used to seeing him as like a a nonchalant supervillain. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like, and everything he's in. So to see him in a was that level five mutant good guy, it's gonna yeah. be like a guilty pleasure for the viewer because we're not used to that. It's kind of like seeing um. Oh, what's that actor? He's in Tarantino's movies. He plays a villain most of the time. He played... Um, oh, uh, Christoph Waltz? Yeah. How, like, he played oh, a villain so well, yeah. and then in Django Unchained, he played a good guy so well. So it's... Yeah, hey, he there, there's another person, too. He's a talented... Uh, yeah. I wonder if they're going to go with the Professor X of the, like, the new X-Men stories, which is the Krakoa stuff, because, like, that's an entirely different character. Possibly. And it's what's po- it's what's popular in like the pop culture of the X-Men right now. So I don't know if they're even going to go traditional Charles Xavier that we're used to. It mm-hmm. could be because that version of Charles Xavier in the modern taking of X-Men is a very different tone of a character. I think that's the way they kind of have to go. I think I, I'm, I'm thinking strategically from Giancarlo Esposito, his standpoint, and he's like, I am typecasted now. Well, he, incredible. Knocks yeah. it out hundred yeah. percent of the time. Yeah. It's like I'm typecasted now as I'm the serious bad guy, whether it be, 
Star Wars freaking mm-hmm. like uh, TV the boys. shows like The Boys, <laughs> video games. Yeah. He's like, I am that I'm that guy. And so I think it'd be really great to give him a chance to be like, you know, I'm actually a really pleasant person and a nice guy. Yeah, <laughs> like right? to get to see that as Professor X. I think that'd be I, uh, very strategic. I had to look up his name just now, but for Magneto, I fan cast Vigo Mortensen. Morganson. Oh my could god! Be good. Right? That, that would be crazy. Good. I just saw him in. Uh, like what was he it. in? He was in that that. Crimes uh, of future. Yeah, Crimes of the Future. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. How do you, how do you guys feel about Killian Murphy for Doctor Doom? I I love. I just want to see him I, in everything. Yeah. So yeah. yes, <laughs> that guy. That guy. He is a that dude is such a good actor, Killian Murphy. I I'd say go for it. Hundred percent. I think I mean, we're gonna I'm, get. I'm just imagining that chemistry between. Oh, sorry about that. Just imagine that chemistry between. If if John Krasinski is staying the the primary MCU t- uh, universe, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Reed Richards, um, it would be interesting to see their chemistry. You know, I think we're gonna like, I think we're gonna find out who the cast is at D twenty very soon. I, yeah. very I soon. think we're gonna they're I gonna pop gonna out and out. be like, hey. And yeah, they said that they were saving a ton of big stuff for D twenty three after San Diego Comic Con. I think that's gonna be what we're gonna nice. See. I agree. It's gonna be Seth Rogen as a thing. I'm telling you, <laughs> dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's going to more or less wrap this episode up. Thank you so much, Ryan and Eugene, for filling in for for Darren. You had very, very, very tiny shoes that you both managed to blow out. And uh... <laughs> uh, Ryan, please tell the people where they can find you in your podcast. Yeah. Y'all know where to find me at this point. I'm a semi-regular on this show. Yeah, uh, refund pod. I'd like a refund podcast. Check us out on the socials. Um, give us a review. Uh, if you like the genre geek show, you might like us, our <laughs> cast members, our cast members are equally eclectic as theirs. So, um, it's a good time. We just talk about a lot of movies that you've definitely forgotten about. And in most cases, rip them apart. Uh, go. we had a, uh, we have a very fun episode coming up. Our very first Nick Cage movie is coming up. Oh, so right. We're very excited. I haven't gotten to that reveal yet. Which one do you took us so long? Heath, which one do you think uh, they're covering? I don't, I, I don't, I want to guess real quick. I want to get Heath. A bad Nicolas Cage movie. Okay. Uh, the Wicker Man. Maybe. Okay. Is it post 2000? Just tell me. That. Ghost Rider. It is post 2000. I, Ghost yes. Rider is probably a Ghost Rider one. Uh, I'll Wait, go Ghost, Ghost Rider 2, Spirit of Vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost Rider is probably the right route. Mm, no? no? Oh, no. man. Nick Cage? Is it? That was... Okay. Whose turn is was it, it to is, pick this time? That's also big. It, well, that's going to throw you off there because it was our guest pick. Oh, oh, I'm going to get because your guests are awful at picking movies at Mandy. I'm guessing Mandy because they have crap. No, no, it's not. No, it's not pig either. I don't I think that I think this is a movie that none like not just none of you. I think most people No, most people just do not remember this one. Gone in 60 seconds. Nope. Kick ass. Nope. No. <laughs> now I'm he was great kick ass. He was great in kick ass. <laughs> yeah, he was awesome I'm just in kick throwing ass. darts now. Yeah, I just I Sorcerer's I Apprentice. You, no, Ooh, it's not that good one. Either. one no. Good yeah, pull. There's good a lot to pick from, which is very sad as a massive Nick Cage fan. fan. There's a lot we could go. Over. No, it's not it either. I'm almost Con out of air. at this point. No, it's not Con Air. Um, Damn, I'm, you're just, yeah, this is hard. I'll tell you what, you're just gonna have to listen and find out. All yeah, right. Yeah. Definitely. All right. For Red October. But yeah, oh no. <laughs> no, no, it's not, oh man. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I like a refund. Check us out anywhere you listen to your podcast. We're having a good time over there. Definitely. I don't know if you didn't notice, I was trying to do it enough. Uh, I'm drinking my liquid death in honor of you, my man, because you're moving units. Oh. That's what Ryan does. That's so, right. Uh, promo code uh, Ryan's arms for uh, liquid death. <laughs> 
anytime, anytime you think of Liquid Death, think of me throwing up on that commercial. That's how you know you made it. Absolutely. Eugene, where can people find your action figure photography? So you guys can go on all social media. Look me up as Lord Bobasaurus. Uh, I used to be a Bobasaurus fit, but that had changed for legal reasons. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't have billion dollars to pay back. So, uh, but yeah. Um, But yeah, just letting you guys know there's, uh, you know, some of my content's kind of slowing down, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of projects in the works and bigger things than I expected. So I'll keep you guys in the loop. Good on you. See, in honor of of Ryan, I've got my Liquid Death. In honor of Eugene, I've got my awesome little Goji, my uh, Monster AF yeah. <laughs> or whatever FX Godzilla. You gotta buy that new me. RoboCop hot toy coming out, man. Yeah, dude, I still haven't gotten my freaking damaged <laughs> RoboCop that my wife ordered for Christmas for me last year. It was supposed to drop in like May or April, so I might just ask her to like cancel that and just get me the the diecast RoboCop. <laughs> it's like four hundred dollars. <laughs> Yeah, don't worry about it. It's just money. It's I awesome, can, though. I it's can worth drop it. It's worth it. $40 on multiverses. Money is just a concept for me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, do good things to us as well, Genre Geeks. Um, all the Genre Geeks uh, cast stuff. Uh, GG100 is coming up in a couple weeks. Really look forward to that. Uh, I got next week, I'm going to be interviewing author Matthew J. Gilbert, who's going to be talking about his Hawkins Horror uh, book, which is it's part of the Stranger Things world. So that's going to be really, really dope. Uh, join us this Friday, we're going to be dropping our geeking out with Marcus, aka MF Maniac, aka uh, Tag. You know, he is a uh, he's a DJ slash serial barcade owner and a town celebrity up in North Texas. He's uh, he's a big deal. So definitely look forward to that. And until next time, everybody. Bye.